Hello. This is a low-level podcast. This is Rude, aka Jim, <laughs> in real life. Uh, how are you guys doing? We got uh, Sid. What's up, man? We got uh, Behemoth. Yo. And we got Cosmo. Hey. <laughs> That's kind of a delay on there. A little a dramatic little effect. A little bit. If oh, we okay. didn't know if you were going to be here or not. If we are going to be replaced with a plush. That's a little confusion on, on the scheduling, but we got to figure it out. Yep. It's Easter now. We need a bunny. It's true. Well... Easter is in April, isn't it? Whatever, it's next holiday. Okay, no, next we... holiday is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. Well, we need a leprechaun then. Okay. Yeah, well, Not we it. need some sort of... Well, we've added some posters, at least, in the room. Yeah, the room is coming along. Got some decorations. Uh, that's a wall scroll, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I think I got it from... What it is, is it's a Dragon Quest Heroes uh, tapestry kind of thing. Wall scroll. Wall scroll. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Oh, wall scroll. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a pre-order bonus from GameStop. And from what year was that? Heroes. Um, that was like 2015, 2016. Yeah. That was early PS4, wasn't it? It was early, yeah. And it, it actually also came with that little chest over there that has a whole bunch of Dragon Quest goodies inside. And has my only slime plush that I have. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That that was actually a great bonus edition. I think Why it was like is it 80 bucks that it came with. A whole bunch. I don't know where the slime is. He, he should be out here. Frank. Did you like the first <gasps> no, Dragon man, Quest Heroes not. or the second Dragon Quest Heroes more? Um, I didn't play two, but one it, one gets kind of grindy. Yeah, it's it. They're both like Dynasty Warriors style games. Um, I've heard two's better. Two is better. Um, I played a little bit of it, but the first one, yeah, I just got kind of bored of it because I don't really like those types of games. Do you ever play Hyrule Heroes? No, no. I or Fire Emblem Heroes it's, is another one. It's like a prequel to Breath of the Wild. I know the Age of Calamity. I want to play that. Mm-hmm. I do like that. It's like kind of its own little genre now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have the OG Dynasty Warriors fan with us, Cosmo. What which was the first right Dynasty here? Warriors you started with? Yeah. I beat all of them. Shit. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Moving on. Who doesn't like Romancing of the Three Kingdoms? Wow. It's a great now tale. Now we're really going back. Yeah. It's a great tale. So, um, how you guys been? Anything new with you guys? Anything? I'm sick. I got back from Oregon. Two-week trip. How was it? Good. Yeah. This is good. Did you go anywhere cool or... Yeah, we food. we did some cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> highlights. Uh, we did this like animal safari thing where they just have all these like wild animals on this reserve. So we saw zebras. Did you shoot anything or no? Uh, no. It's funny that. Uh, no. Well, you got some nice. Uh, <laughs> some, nice some nice leopard, zebra leopard skin. <laughs> <laughs> some nice snake skin shoes. No. Uh, it was. Uh, it was cool though. It was like a lot of animals where you wouldn't kind of think of them being, but we saw. I don't know zebras. Uh, giraffes, elephants. They supply the tour bus or no? Uh, it wasn't tour bus. So you drive your own car. Oh, through. I was gonna say it's like the zoo safari. Yeah, so like Jurassic it's funny Park because style or what? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. The goggles. Kind of. Who's the goat? Well, that's where those videos come from online with people with like the giraffe sticking its head in their car and stuff. Which yeah. you're not supposed to roll in your windows, right? Uh, or can you? What uh, if it's like threatening? Then they say roll it. Okay. Up. <laughs> but like certain animals, you can feed. So like you can buy food and that's and awesome. Would you ever mace a giraffe? Mesa draft. If, oh it depends like, how if it, got, if it got went down, it would. Oh, you? it depends how threatening the draft was. Very. I mean, drafts those sure. necks, man. They can probably do some damage. That's yeah. what they do to like fight each other, don't they? They like so, battle each other with, with their with big necks. Neck. Yeah. So my daughter and my sister fed the drafts. They did like a little separate thing, and I got a picture with a cheetah. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So was, That's was, a fair trade. The cheetah was it was pretty cool. Um. So you walk in and immediately there's a cage with a cheetah in it, and you're like, I don't know. 
like three feet away from it and mm-hmm. there's just like two kind of fences and it's like holy shit i've never been this close to a cheetah so that was really cool and then we did a picture with it um and then you're like they take it out of its like pen and then there's like an entourage with the cheetah because it's like cheetahs uh, can like flip on a dime and are like super skittish so they had like two leashes attached to it um there's like two people walking like then like the the host or whatever who's kind of just talking about cheetahs um and yeah uh she yeah she asked how fast are cheetahs and i got it right how what's your guys' 75 miles an hour 88 miles an hour um with 80 i think okay it is 60 it's 70 70 but 75 i mean if it's a fast cheetah the wind's behind it yeah wind's behind it i could see that yeah sounds like a good screen name so that's cool yeah so i'll have to show you guys some pictures but i'm um, good thanks Okay. Were there um, any other <laughs> highlights of your trip? Any highlights? Um, I just hang out with the family. A lot of my family's over there now. Weird so food? Cool. Catch up. Weird food? Not too much. Um, I don't know. No, pretty normal food. Um, we went. We did that. We went to a hot spring, so it's just pretty cool. Nice. Shirt on or shirt off? Uh, shirt off, bathing suit cool. on. I think we were the only people with bathing suits. Everyone else was. Yeah. Wow. Straight yeah. up, huh? So, yeah. Sick. Yeah. Any other highlights of your trip? Um, watching Succession with the the family, my sister. Are you gonna acknowledge your your sister in this? Which one? You know, the one who had her baby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's the whole reason why you went out there. Well, one of the reasons my sister had a baby. Um, so the baby uh, was very young and cool though. But I got a nephew now, so that's really fun. The first, the first boy of this generation. Yeah, yeah. So I got two girls. So this is the first boy of the the grandkids. So. Yeah. There you go. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. Can you use the last name? Well, the lineage, right? Uh, the lineage. The lineage. Yeah. Last name, but yeah. And what about... from the sister, yeah, so not expect. The last name. Did not expect her to have a child. So yeah. yeah. But Oregon, you pre- guys been? Pretty cute baby. No, Mm-mm. I want. Well, I, I, I was gonna go this summer, but it's just it's such a long drive from here. Yeah. And you kind of have to fly. I feel like so. I really wanted to go there and and do that that coastal drive to like mm-hmm. Northern California. Apparently it's just like top whatever five drives in America. Cause you just, you're driving along the coast. You see mm-hmm. those huge redwood trees redwood, and yeah, like, PCH. yeah. And like those big mountains and it's the ocean. It's just beautiful, man. And then you it's by crater Lake and all that stuff to a national park. The place looks cool, man. Yeah. Crater Lake is, it looks cool. I want to go there eventually. Yeah. Cause when we did the uh, a Montana camping trip, we did, you guys dipped into Washington, right? Just a little bit. We went to Spokane. Just got our feet wet. Yeah. Okay. We were hanging on Coeur d'Alene most of the park, Coeur d'Alene. which was uh, in Idaho, but like right, it's like, and Spokane was like 30 minutes from there. Yeah. So we obviously want to go there to get some, uh, you know, green substances. So <laughs> cool, cool, cool. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Cool. Um, well, that's, um, yeah, it's all that's up with me, but um, sorry yeah, about my voice. If I start to lose it, someone might have to take over, but so Yelling far so exotic good. animals again, I see. Uh, you wait. You, you want to hear more about the exact animals? No, I've heard too much. But continue. Wait, did, did you happen to purchase any highlighters on your trip? <laughs> we just kept asking you about highlights. I just thought I'd ask you. <laughs> Shit, no, that's a good one. No, I did see a red panda though. Have you guys ever seen a red panda in real life? No, they're fucking really cool looking. Are that's... they like? They're like. Uh... Tiny little pandas. Kind of. It's, it's kinda like the a, spunky, pa- the spunky panda of the group. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a cat panda, but it's red. It just looks super. They look like they don't look real. It's just super cool seeing one in person. So that was a highlight too. Um, that whole place was super dope. It just was like, yeah, 
uh, rhinos, anybody? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. Wow. Um, anyways, getting to the, the JRPG talk. Um, uh, we got the poll results um, from the uh, most recent poll. Um, and Castlevania, Aria of Sor- Sorrow came on top at 34%. Um, Wild Arms actually pretty close behind, 31%. Tales of uh, Legendia, 18%. And uh, Legend of Mana, uh, 15%. So, um, yeah, I didn't expect Wild Arms to be so close. As soon as the poll was announced, I just immediately started playing Castlevania because I'm like, all right, that's going to win. Maybe the people are burnt out of uh, Legend of Mana. It's actually, I think it's come up a few times. Sure. Um, so, so but there Ar- is a remake or a, a Yeah, remaster. I saw that for PS4. Yeah. Always yeah. a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. So did Aria of Sorrows. So it was in like the like last it. one or the <laughs> one before that. I didn't get it for a second. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying Aria of Sorrows was in like two polls ago or three polls ago? Yeah, right. Both the October one? I think there was a couple of repeats because this was actually um, Booster's uh, choice, I believe, which means it was anyone that boosts the server on yeah discord out. which is like a it's kind of like a thing that you you like a program on discord that you pay for so that you can do a whole bunch of different stuff and they give you these things called boost points that you yeah. can boost servers so people do that so that they can we our server can get extra features and whatnot so cool that's yep. cool so i think that's why some of the we saw some repeats because you probably got some of the same people uh making the suggestions i've never played a castlevania game i'll be honest uh, oh. you're gonna enjoy this one uh, i think everyone is game boy uh, Game Boy yeah, Advance. Game Boy Advance originally. We'll, yep. t- we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about that for sure. We'll but yeah, uh, Wild Arms and Castlevania were very, very close. Uh, Castlevania won by one boat. So wow. it was very close to tying. I was kind oh, of wow. excited to play Wild Arms. What happens if it's a tie? If it's a tie, then we, we re-poll again versus we take out the, the two losers and then we take out the two at the highest. Has it ever happened or before? Two or two at no? the tie, I should say. What? Has it ever happened before? It has happened before yeah and then if they tie again then i'll i said i'd live stream myself <laughs> flipping a coin oh. so that has never happened yet are but. you gonna sh- are you gonna show your face or are you gonna wear a mask oh, that's a really good question i don't know just jason flipping show a coin. my face i don't know about that well I used to be a hand model for a little bit so i was a hand a model for a little premium bit. hand and foot people <laughs> yeah. people pay premium services for that yeah. with that high school that's how we got around gas yeah. money yeah. i was a i was a foot and mouth model but <laughs> You have beautiful bird lips. <laughs> beautiful bird lips. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, news of the week. Uh, Elden Ring expansion finally announced um, Shadow of the Erd Tree, which I have no idea what that means because I haven't played the game yet. I know. I she love trees. Me. I might dip I'm, in that. I'm a little disappointed about it only because it was announced, which usually when you yep. announce something, it means you've not even started working on it. Well, it's only just started its development. Wait, like, wait, is, that, is that true with FromSoft, though? Not always, because, I mean... I feel like FromSoft, usually, when they make an announcement, it comes out within, like, a year. Dude, they're so consistent. But, yeah. like, why... There should be notes where Elden Ring 2 was, anou- was, like, started in development in, like, 2017 or something. It wasn't announced until, like, 2021 or something, so... Yeah, it was kind of like a... It was, like, a big rumor, like, what they're... I mean, yeah. Well, that's what I'm we saying, heard, like... All we got was a title, but I guess this what, is are we going to wait thing. four years for the expansion? I don't know, because so. it was in development for a long time. But I, Elden Ring, you guys think of the scope, though. I think that's why it took so long to come out. And also, sure, sure. Elden Ring has all the building blocks for the expansion, so I feel like it's going to take them way less amount of time to, like, finish it compared to the original game. It's well, DLC. Yeah. It's just I mean, that... I'm, they're definitely going to make it probably vast and huge and awesome. I know. I'm thinking it's going to be probably more... 
I mean, just as, as Elden Ring, I think they have to make it more expansive than like their previous DLCs because yeah. yes, because it's just the nature of what Elden Absolutely. Ring was when it originally came out and how many bosses. I'm expecting like a whole new area on the map opening up or something, and it it I would say maybe at least like a fourth of the amount of time that you spent on Elden Ring, if not more. Yeah. That would be awesome. FromSoft did come out and say that the reason they couldn't make Armored Core as soon as they did was because of this game. So they've been working on it like. You know, till right now, till it gets released. I feel like they've probably been working on this ever since they released the original game. I hope so. Like this is probably like their next project because I know what I know what Shadow of the Earth Tree means. So it'll be really cool to see. And I'd imagine the sales and all the hype and popularity that it got. Where this might not be the only one. Maybe we'll get something else. Yeah, down the line. Do you know what it means because of the because of like fan theories, or do you know what it means because of the game? Because of the game, okay. Like, there's a they have one solitary image that they post, but like, there's one great mystery in the game that kind of is not touched upon really, and that would make the most sense to explore. Did it? Did does Elden Ring have a good story? It has a better story than the previous games, but it's still very similar to that, where okay. it's like vague and you have to you basically get the whole story through like item descriptions or and have like to kind of read talking with it. the DLCs and whatnot, but. Yeah there's a ton of quality of life improvements and i'd say the story is definitely one of them yeah i mean dude they add a jump button that's huge the jump is awesome i'd agree with changes that. the game it yeah it's like changes oh pvp it's like yeah it's like oh great now i can just i have totally different combat moves now i can go wherever i want it kind of gives you that like feeling of like breath of the wild where you start the game and you're like hell yeah i can mm-hmm. go wherever i want like yeah. and then yeah you get the horse and yeah it's history so, and I think we talked about it previously when there was rumors of the the DLC being announced, and I asked you guys what you wanted. But like more time passed. Like, is it just what do you guys want? Just new area, more bosses, and you're satisfied? More weapons? The the theory, like the last one was something like something in the Badlands or whatever, and I actually prefer this like over that because cool. it, it it's it's heavily implying it's going to explore like a specific character that okay. you didn't get to explore that very that much. So yeah, cool. I yeah I'd say like I. I'm fine with just area more areas, just more to do. I mean, I was so content with what Elden Ring was. It's like probably one of my top five, I'd say. Yeah. So it's just so, as far as like JRPGs go, like especially action RPGs, I'd say it's definitely up there. Yeah. Probably if not like one of the best ones. It's better than all the other games I played, in my opinion, in this series. Like, although I love, I love them all. I mean, Bloodborne, Dark Souls. I mean, it, it's yeah. There's just so so many great games in this series. Yeah, they're just so consistent. And they said it would come out. There's some uh, something they said that we we know that we'll be getting Front Mission out. I think like before September or something. You mean Armored Core? Or yeah, Armored Core. Yeah. Um, before different back. Yeah. So um, I'd assume we'd see this in March of next year. You think it's going to be that far out? I don't think it'll be winter because, I mean, why would you, I mean, unless you really want to capitalize on just every ounce, you you release Armored Core and this, like, a couple months apart. Do you think it's going to be released, like, you could, like, go buy it physically? I'm sure they're going to re-release no, the game and be no. like, it's the ultimate edition or something. Like, I, I bet you they'll do that. They, do, you, they have done that with their other ones. Yeah, I, mean, I think they will do the it. Scholar they'll, and... they'll do, like, a... You know, yep. whatever edition. Give me another and shot include at Because I think the, if they do release it in the winter, I think then there's high chances they do a physical copy because then they want to make a lot of sales in the stores. Because 
whatever they do for this game, people are going to be buying it. So oh, for sure, this and is I mean, like a guarantee. I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenon. I mean, twenty yes. million copies sold. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be this is this is definitely like high priority in my opinion for them. I yeah. would I would agree, but they have armored core. They need to make sure, sure. it's ready to come out. But I think but I think like as far as like. I mean, I know people are waiting for Armor Core, Armor Core is nothing but Ar- to Armor Core is nothing thing. compared yeah. to the Soul series. Well, like, Armor Core is gonna this is this will be the biggest Armor Core game guaranteed. for sure. Do you think that people are expecting the same kind of game like in Armored Core than that they got in Elden Ring because of From Software? Or I hope not. I mean, do you I think, think that people, think people are gonna people be like, made, but they've explicitly said they've like said it's they, not yeah. going to be okay. Like, okay, so. You're not an Armor Core fan per se. Never played any game. But you're a big From Software fan since absolutely those games blown up. Would, yeah. would you buy an Armor Core game? I would sight, definitely seen it this time. I would buy it and or play it. Or do you have to see a trailer and stuff first? I mean, mm-hmm. oh, what, you, I just would you just buy so here's the, the thing. pedigree of the store, the studio now? Yeah, if I if I had a lot of money and At I full just, price and I'm yeah and I'm I don't care about pre order patience or any of that kind of stuff that I I preach. Um, yeah, I would definitely probably buy it. Step just because I like from soft a lot and i would yeah. but, but i would also like you said it with the caveat if i had a lot of money let's just talk about regular rob poor, okay poor old rob <laughs> old poor me <laughs> yeah uh i would say no because it's not going to be the type of game i've I've read about it and it sure. doesn't seem unless yeah unless it comes out and it looks like it has some rpg elements then then i would be more interested to buy it uh, day one for sure but you're but you, i've you, never really been into like these mech games all that much outside of like some front missions and i guess or like Metal Gear Solid, i guess sure kind of counts um but that's not like pure mech Metal Gear more stealth Metal Gear 4 has the mech true scene, it does so. that's why i thought about it yeah um yeah but i'm but not you're you're definitely way more interested than you would have been otherwise yeah like, for, I, for sure. sure i didn't like i said i haven't played any of the games in the series so i, I don't even think i even remember hearing it outside of just the title that it like oh armored core like maybe heard it like in passing or something but i don't even remember what the covers look like or anything i've watched some gameplay of some of the old games too it's like oh wow i don't even remember these games at all but yeah that's how i feel like a lot with like from soft games there's a whole bunch of them of like, a lot of, a lot of libraries and a lot of like, shitty games a lot too. of shitty games and you're just like whoa they did that they did this and like didn't they do like a ds game or something too like i can't remember which probably one. They, they had their yeah hands in a lot of yep. uh, jars or whatever you say um pokemon scarlet and violet dlc the hidden treasure of area zero announced um i didn't watch the trailer for this i'm not really sure what it entails um i know it's kind of further out than people expected so i think that probably tells us that we're not getting another double pokemon year where we what was like what what, with last year with arceus and and then uh scarlet and violet um which is probably good so they can just actually have a polished pokemon game right I'm just surprised they're releasing a DLC for a Pokemon game. Well, they've done it. Sword and Shield had it. No, I know, but like, it's it's like weird. It's weird these Nintendo properties like putting out DLC and stuff now. Well, dude, Nintendo's like all DLC now. Like, if you look at every single one of the releases, like they all, all of them have DLC. Splatoon, yeah. Fire I know, but isn't that weird? Like five, weird five years ago, they were, late they to were the like party, forbidden, yeah. dude. Yeah. They were super late to the party. I mean, I also. <laughs> Also, kind of feel like I get what people are kind of saying by that. By like when you get a Nintendo game at launch, usually it's just amazing, and you don't really need to wait for an update, or there's really no extra content, at least with their older stuff. But yeah, nowadays I feel like all their Switch games have DLC. 
Yeah. Well, and not, I think in a way that you're describing that they're not, don't feel complete. I think a lot of them still feel complete sure. other than their like Mario party and sports games, which especially the sports games are kind That's of what a, I'm talking an about, egregious though. example of like releasing unfinished. I don't like that. No, it's, it's total, it's shit. Yeah. It's a total sham on how they, uh, how they do that. But we, yeah, like didn't Mario tennis, like only have like a half of the characters half or the something. Characters, um, but then you get like, it's just odd how they're treating their sports titles, but everything else like is well sports think, titles. They can they think they probably can milk, and that's what it is. Yeah, well they're like, oh, we haven't released some Mario uh, Golf in in ten years. Let's let's yeah, people will buy it, eat it up, especially on the Switch. I think every every game gets the Switch. What bugs out. me is like kind of when they. I mean, I guess they even play the game. It doesn't bug me, but when you buy the game and then they come out with like a ultimate edition later on, and it's all the DLC, everything, and it's like. You know, probably cheaper than what you bought it for. You kind of just feel like a chump because, like, you don't get any of the DLC for free. True. And it's like, again, pre-order patience. Yeah. But I don't think Nintendo really does the Ultimate Edition type thing, though. I think they do sometimes. Like, I can't think of any ones off the top of my head. I guess I'm maybe I'm just thinking like Wii U games that went to Switch that were like had all this, which I guess they have to do because they're releasing it. It's kind of like a remaster. But do you still have a Wii U? I do. Do you, did you, I was just reading online that there's like an issue if you haven't turned on your Wii U in a long time, it can just like corrupt itself. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I've turned so, it on now and then though. So if you guys have, yeah, PSA, if you have a Wii U, you should just boot it up because it's something with like the memory. If you don't boot it up for a long time, then it can, yeah, destroy Maybe itself. You burn it at that point. It's got, it's got like a self-destruct mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the original Xbox, like one of the capacitors after a certain period of time would just leak so that it would destroy the motherboard so that people would open their Xboxes and just remove it. Because it was just a, I think it was something for the clock, so it didn't really matter that much. But oh, okay. Kind of something similar here where... It, for whatever reason i think it's with the memory if you don't boot it up it can yeah corrupt itself or something so good to know yeah um Thank not you, that there's, jimmy tech yeah not that there's anything jimmy worth tech out there playing on wii u really that hasn't come over to switch other than what like xenoblade chronicles x and mm-hmm. that's it like is that pretty much it and everything else has come up to switch i think so i mean i'm trying to think of the games that haven't come i mean it's it's pretty crazy yeah they're all, they're all on... They all came to Switch? I think so. All at full price, too. I think maybe... Is, it, is there any, any RPGs that are stuck on Wii U? I, I mean, think there, there might be, be some minor ones, but even like Tokyo Mirage Sessions came out. On that's Switch. right, that one did come. Wow, that's and crazy. That one. But I'm surprised Xenoblade Chronicles X hasn't. I'm sure it, it will. It has to. Yeah. Um, Just with how popular that series has, has gotten. Um, Let's get to the big story, though, first. What's what's the big story in your opinion? Yuji Naka. Oh, that's right. Yuji oh. Naka got. Yuji Naka. He Ple- got sentenced. Didn't yeah, he? he pleaded guilty. No contests. Insider trading. Um, our lawyers are talking with his lawyers about kind of getting an interview still. So stay tuned for that. I think probably by <laughs> hopefully next episode we'll have something. Um, but he's a little busy because he pleaded guilty. Um, capital G. Yeah, to insider trading. Insider trading. I think it was something to the tune of like a hundred and forty or hundred and fifty thousand dollars that he made off of it. So I'd be curious to see what will actually happen if he'll. What do you think he spends it on? Uh, <laughs> the Gundam Wing. Probably Sonic merchandise. Sonic merchandise. <laughs> or the karaoke bar. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, um, he, to, he illegally he's admitting to illegally trading over one million. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um. I, you know, like I think when we first talked about, it, I think a lot of times what it ends up is just a slap on the wrist, fine type of thing. So. 
Um, but I'd be curious. This is a quote from him. Would you like me to read it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. There is no doubt that I knew the facts about the game before it was made public and brought and bought the stock, according to a Japanese outlet, TBS. That was wow. it. Wow. No well, doubt. He's owning. He's, he's atoning for his his sins. He's being honest. Turn of turn of leaf. I think. That's really interesting. It looks like. It looks like I'm like re- it looks like a tweet. Oh, maybe this is just like a Japanese. I was thinking, did he tweet this out himself, admitting what he did? But like, and he's like smiling in the picture. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I think that this is just a tweet from the, from the cool. publisher. Do you think Sega is gonna force him to make the greatest Sonic game of all time, Sonic Adventure Three? I mean, he hasn't even been attached to Sonic since what was it like way back with like the adventure games? I wonder. Yeah, he's gonna have to dust off his dust off his boots, dude. Make Sonic Adventure three. Got nothing better to do. Make a game right? only about make raising chows. It's all about now. We're talking. It's all about frontiers now, though. I think with how that did, I think better than their expectations. So the speedrunning scene for Sonic Frontiers is wild. Uh, ever... Did you watch that awesome game done quicker? Yeah, there's just some crazy glitches you can break in that game. Yeah, like there's a invisible wall that's so high, yet they're able to find a way to get over it. I love. So I love cool. how they people find how to break the games. It's so it's so wicked. But yep. awesome games done quick. Check them out. Um. So yeah, we'll see. We'll keep in tune again. Lawyers talking to lawyers. We'll figure out an interview here. We'll figure Hopefully. something yeah, out. He seemed like he was interested in talking to us. So yeah, he was kind of enthusiastic about a JRPG podcast. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of weirded out, but he wants to get his story across. I guess, but yeah, yeah. Um. So stay tuned. Um, Square Enix CEO uh, Yosuke Matsuda stepped down um, and to be replaced by Takashi Kiru. Um, I don't know really how to think about this because he was very NFT forward and he's the one who started that. What is that? Something Genesis? The one that was like Parasite Eve themed? Oh, yeah. The NFT that came to be the NFT thing. Yeah. See, on the one hand, I'm like, all that shit is bullshit. But on the other, the other thing too, though, is I think the new guy's also an NFT guy too. I think everyone's infected at Square. Oh no! Would you like me to read the quote from Square? Yes, please. Under the rapid change of of a business environment surrounding the entertainment industry, the proposed change is intended to reshape the management team, with the goal of an ever adopting, ever evolving technological innovations and maximizing creativity of Square Enix Holdings. Uh, group in order to deliver an even greater entertainment to its customers around the world. So it sounds like they weren't happy with uh, his performance. Yeah. And like, and I'll be honest with you too. I think like maybe at the beginning of this guy's tenure, it wasn't too bad. Cause he did appear as like a, a side character in near as like a, um, <laughs> as a boss fight. What didn't he? Did he really? Yes. yes. In replicant. Yeah. And near autumn, uh, automata. Automata is Automata. Automata. I didn't play Automata, so you didn't. Mm-mm. I still on my list. Oh, play. is that the is that the remake of the? Uh... No, that's Replicant. Okay, Automata is the one in 2017. Yeah, right, right. Twenty. you're a fan of. Yeah. Oh yeah, that kind of got me back into gaming. Yeah, you know. Them, them, them ladies with the short skirts. It wasn't about that. It was never about that. <laughs> it shouldn't be about that. It was that. about the good storyline. I don't know what you're gaming. Hey, they're androids, man. Androids have feelings too, bro. <laughs> hey, I know. I'm just in that game kind of the music. It's just the storyline. It yeah. was just... Chef's kiss. Well, that's what I heard. I heard another... Uh, and you like, too, if you like that game. That he said... He said he hadn't played like you a should play RPG Replicant? or like a Japanese RPG in a long time. And he was like, this game got me back into him because like... Uh, and it's like one of the best games I've ever Wait, played. Who said that? Uh, one of my like old roommates. Yeah. 
I think oh. one of my roommates too said that too. No, I'm serious. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, what did he say again? He just said that um, pay attention next time. But Were, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Were you guys roommates? Uh, exactly. I was trying to make fun. No, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Uh, Wait, have you guys ever lived together? No. 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 I was over there a lot. I uh, used to live with over. I've lived with a lot of different people, man. We, oh, yeah, gosh. I mean, it's, it's, You've had a lot of interesting times. roommates, too. I had some interesting roommates, some good times. You lived with me. I lived with you. That was a good time. For a couple years? Yep. Couple years, a lot a of double time. dash, a lot of double dash, kicked your ass. Yep, yeah, base wars, kicked, kicked him base, out too. Base war, I hit that grand slam on you. I oh. stole the highlight of dude. My, that was such a, that's such life. a fun game. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't they release that on like Wii or something too. You know, I still think about that to the day. I'm like, did Rob just give that to me just to make me feel better? <laughs> just oh, that's oh, just that soft pitch me, down the middle. No, <laughs> oh, no, dude, that would be a game that would be an oh, amazing remaster. Dude, we can wait for them. Yeah, like just comedy. Like a moment. Th- mm-hmm. those are the kind of sports games I love. The ones that don't take themselves too seriously, and they're just like all dude, over the place. Sports games are are fucked right now. They are, man. I just yeah. feel like I actually really like sports games a lot. Like. I remember back in the day, really loving like you know NBA Jam and like Blitz. even like Quarterback Club and like Blitz. Like I just feel like there was so much more variety of like sports games that you could play. There was yeah. lots of different football games. There was lots of different basketball games. Now it's like one gambling. Yeah, and you, yeah. microtransactions. Yeah, it's all like. microtransactions. I don't even want to buy any of these new games. And it's like every year they come out with a new one. It's just trash, dude. Yeah. I feel like the the sports, um, all sports are just messing up hard by not actually developing something that's like like i feel like game media is getting even bigger with like last of us coming out and all that stuff so yeah yeah anyways i was gonna say cosmo you should play replicant because of the soundtrack alone and just consider one will it make me cry yes it's considered one of the greatest soundtracks in oh really jrpg history really who's got the record here uh also a fun fact because i messed up the last time i talked about the soundtrack you i think you corrected yourself did i did i really okay yeah, yeah you did yeah the fact that the singer wrote the language that she sings in it is just fucking amazing. Yeah, because it's it's different kind of gameplay though. Because are they? I mean, they're both kind of they're action. action they're RPGs, both action RPGs. But like Automata is more of a like a it's more of a character. Like it's more of like a Ninja Gaiden kind of Devil May Cry type, isn't it? Yeah, like it follows more characters more where like this follow like Replicant follows more of like the characters you're with. Your character doesn't mean as much. Well, and the move set too. It's not as like as again like expansive as like automata right or i guess you haven't played Atomata, i haven't played but, automata okay. but i mean it's 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 got different combos and stuff that you can work into does it have like the bullet hell sections from automata or no Mm-mm. okay doesn't have that yeah so they're all a bit different it has but... more of like a breath of the wild vibe yeah um so yeah with the i don't know with the ceo stepping down square it's kind of i don't know like i love them and i hate them but like they did you have to give them credit because they did put out a lot of games and a lot of like games for properties that people like. I kind of feel like they're kind of, they've sold off all their Western IPs now. And now they're focusing on their like legacy titles and series now. And I, yeah, like the live alive remake, the mana games, given like, love to old titles, romancing saga. Yeah. All this stuff that Chrono like, Cross. I think people have just been like waiting for. Yeah. Chrono cross. I feel like we're going to get them all now. I feel like, Maybe this is why, maybe part of why this guy got, maybe, because I feel like he really, there was a lot of crap that came out under his tenure, but there was still some good stuff, but. But I mean, all the projects coming out, are you have to credit to him too. I mean. The... True. True. I, I guess what I mean is, is like, they, maybe they saw it as like, oh, why the hell weren't we doing this all along? 
and like making way more money and, and our fans more happy. That's the thing that I don't, I don't think they're making. You a don't think so? These, like the Valkyrie oh, profiles and like, I guess what I mean is like maybe like stuff like these like getting in because this his whole I guess he, under him like we were saying NFTs and all that kind of crap was starting to like become a thing with them and like well, a lot I mean, of microtransaction games as far as talking but they haven't actually implemented they haven't done anything but, but they, like they still they talk talked about, about it. it they still talk and, about it like it's the thing they're gonna oh do, I thought that I thought that just maybe insane. we'll get a different thing well, yeah, here we'll now see. with a different uh, CEO yeah. the but, NFT bubble has burst well that's out. what I mean and I also feel like has hold the, on hold on have any of you guys bought an NFT? No, just be serious. Ever. I just want to never. I, I absolutely despise lie. it because it takes money away from the artists that create art. Unless the artist is selling Cosmo, it themselves. Straight right? up. The artist, that's, that was the whole point of it to start <laughs> with the artist. But that's not what it evolved into. Yeah. The artists were doing that to help themselves get paid the money they thought they deserved. But then everyone else was like, this is a get rich quick scheme. So let's all jump on it. Yeah, and now everybody's got NFTs. Things aren't even art anymore, and it's just like all those celebrities that were like pushing them out too. Well, absolutely, this is crazy. We got in trouble for that too. They should. It was they, it's, it's a fucking scam. It was. It was kind of. It was kind of a shady thing, actually. Because what was happening? The, the VR thing was supposed to take off, and that never really did. But they were hyping up the. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll talk about it. Zuckerberg. Jim's got a freaking VR headset out right now. Up. Metaverse, man. <laughs> you even hear the metaverse? Where are you right now in the metaverse? <laughs> Those screenshots from—they're the greatest things ever. And they're like, "Oh, new update, hands." It's so, <laughs> so like, off base. It looks so terrible. It's so bad. It looks like PlayStation Home. Like, <laughs> Wait, is Resident Evil Eight a JRPG? We could we could we could twist it that way. We can twist it that way. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about it. we we have some. We can talk about that. PlayStation. We'll VR talk about we'll it talk at the about. end. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about it at the end. Um. Yeah. We'll see. Um. So he stepped down. Is there? So the other guy's taking over. Um. Also with Square Enix news, Luminous Productions uh, merged into Square Enix. Final Fantasy Fifteen for Spoken. Do you think that's why he was? Uh, he was. He stepped I, I down. I feel like there's a lot of flops I mean, under his tenure. Shit. A lot of flops, and I also feel like. Were the games that came out with all these microtransactions, were they making like the money that, you know, they expected? So I kind of feel like obviously they, they replaced him because his ex the expectations just fell short. So Yeah. You know, I with this happening too around the same time, I think for was Forspoken is a disaster. I don't know. Commercial like, and commercial. commercial. Was it? Well, I think critical for sure and yeah. commercial, I think it definitely didn't. I mean they, they wanted it to be like one of the pillars. They they wanted it to be like a Final Fantasy, pillar, Dragon yeah. Quest, and Forspoken. Yeah. And, and like it, 15 was kind of a disaster too. Like the development hell it went through. And, yeah. then, and then it's originally its original release was just... It came out pretty good though. In the end. <laughs> Maybe in the end, but what I played was just trash. <laughs> on the original release on PS4, man. I mean, it was just... Are you upset because Sid was a girl and not a guy? What? No, that was a terrible iteration of Sid. There was no, Sydney. there was it was Sidney and Sid was her uncle or whatever, right? Her grandpa. Yeah. I don't even remember. I didn't. Yeah, play you're it. not even paying Everyone attention. Everyone, be honest. How many times does Final Fantasy like let you down? Like, honestly, how many times it let you down? Final, okay, it's let me down it's least, a good, it's less a good than it's let me up. Well, I think that like a lot of new fans love these like newer final fantasy games that are kind of like focused on like the main characters like maybe i would have said this before but you keep, you keep saying like, it, but like, i've never met like lightning well, well yeah 14 you, bro yeah because you're freaking in your 30s of course you've never met one because they're all younger than that yeah but i i don't know well because i'm just saying our generation i just feel like we grew up with you but know, I, i'm with it i hang out through whatever I hang out with the cool kids 
So you say. You hang with your dog all day. Yeah, I hang with your dog about. and your kids all day. Yeah. I'm more in touch with the younger generation just by default of having young kids, so... Uh, yeah, pretty no. woke though. No, your your kids are in a different. What's your kids' generation? They're not Zoomers. They're, they're they'll like, be like uh, Generation Y, generation, Pokemon, yeah, X, Y, Z, Scarlet. I don't know. <laughs> generation Pokemon. <laughs> but uh, honestly, how many times does Final Fantasy let you down the whole series? I, I would just say, um, I know a lot of people tend to. Yeah, yeah tend to. Ever just since, the ever since after ten, I've been kind of let down. What? Every game in some way. Like 12, 12 is awesome. 12 is, has amazing gameplay, but the story is just a stinker. Um, my opinion. Maybe, uh, yeah, you just, just don't, compared you, to the rest, it's just not as good. Yeah. Your like, mind's it, not You compare it to the rest. Yeah. I would my agree. After not, 10. Equip for it. That's okay. Though. Oh, <laughs> okay. For hold on. Hold Star Wars Miles has something to say. All right, Come Miles. On, man. That was terrible. Uh, let I'll the base speak. After 10, 10, 2 was fine because it concluded like a, a plot line I wanted, but after that, I didn't care for any of the games until 14. Other than Yuna's outfit, which was a little risque, I think the direction they took her, it didn't make sense with her character. They made her like she a was pop before. star, yeah. yeah. Instead of like a priestess. Which um, I don't... I kind of like that where they take chances, but not that, in that game. Way. I felt like was just too much fan service for me, so I, just I still want to play. play it. I still want to play. It. I hear good things about the. I, well, yeah, I've heard that it actually is worth playing if you really like the story. If I want to see at ten, but it has a really good ending. So I, right, I guess percent wise, what is how long? Like Final Fantasy series, like eighty percent is no. good. I would say I'd say eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent. I honestly have been really happy with like the spinoff games they've been putting out. We still got to play Strangers of Paradise because that looks great but yeah it is i think great. some of their spinoff games are just a blast tactics is just amazing and if you I mean, count all the that's... spinoffs like too i think it's it's 85 percent. i want numbers percentage games. here what are 90 percent i'm gonna say 90%. 90 i'll go 90 percent i'm only and i'm only including four games yeah in i would still stick with like. 80 myself um but if we're talking about like just the main series i would say yeah we're probably at maybe 70 for me like just as far as like i just love this game from front to back have really no complaints really like i would say that it i would say from five to ten yeah i feel like that that was that's my golden era and then i've kind of had issues with all of them and 13 i guess i haven't really given it a fair shake i played like a couple hours i think 13 is better than people for me than people went on yeah that's what people say and i guess i'm just linear games which i can also talk about later um not a huge fan of them but um what about theater rhythm In world of final, world yeah, of final like, fantasy I, I like that kind of stuff i like that this series is so big that they can just do rhythm games or yeah uh a monster uh collecting kind of game like uh, world of final fantasy or like a dungeon crawler i don't mm-hmm. know I, I like that they their their ip is so big that it's like it's just basically you can use it for any type of game and as long as you do it right it'll, it'll work because it has it really does have a good like Creature like all the like the monsters and summons and all would, the characters they have. Would you say Final Fantasy put JRPGs back on the map when they were? At back- least I would say here at least. Um, I would here maybe because yeah, I'd say here it more continued to trend because because I actually looked back on this. Um, the original big RPG here I think was Dragon Warrior actually Dragon Quest the first one because mm-hmm. um, that one was sold by nintendo of america they had it in like nintendo power it was like something that you could get from that one of the ones that was marketed it was marketed pretty heavy and i think it sold quite a bit because dragon quest was huge in japan too so they're like let's try this in america so and, it, and if you look on the nes or it, or in final fantasy's case 
we only got the first Final Fantasy that came out on NES, but we got all the Dragon uh, Warriors, which are Dragon Quest one through four on NES. So, which is interesting because then after that we didn't get any more for until for seven. forever. But then we got more Final Fantasy. So I think towards the end, Final Fantasy got more popular compared to Dragon Quest. They focused their marketing. Uh, Final Fantasy one came out, and I think it was relatively um, it sold relatively well. But then we didn't really see another Final Fantasy until Final Fantasy four. So they skipped two and three on NES. So then we got four on SNES, which was called two here. Yep. And then we got six, which was called three. Yep. So I think four I'll enjoy, but it has some flaws. But yeah, that's my Final Fantasy rant. Cool. What about you? I'm done talking about this. Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask the question, but doesn't answer. Right? Yeah, there you go. That's fair. And I've only um, played a few Final Fantasies. So which I ones I have can't you really, I've just played uh, nine, ten, and then 12 maybe. So nine and ten... And I, Crisis Core. Yeah, and Crisis oh, Core. God, right. don't even. Nine dude. and ten is in that golden era for me, so you, you enjoyed those a bit. Oh, you absolutely. Played some of the best. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of seven at one point, yep. but nothing too much to you know mm-hmm. talk, talk about. about. Well, and Luminous Productions, though, interesting going back to that, was that was kind of the engine that they're using, which is being phased out because they're going to be using Unreal from here on. So, um, Is that the standard Unreal? Yeah, yeah. That's becoming, it seems like every... I feel like a lot of games are doing that. Like, what's next? I think Unreal engine that's like the gore-tex of of things well, it's unreal 5 <laughs> right now. talking so, shit about gore-tex again. I, <laughs> yeah it's unreal 5 that's and it's the, the stuff that you can do with that is insane i mean it i think the luminous it was like the edge of like the unreal 4 like in terms of like comparison of what it could the power it could put out and like the particle effects but unreal 5 it's you unreal can't, you can't stand up to is it is it unreal it's unreal. Some of the tech demos are cool. But yeah, we'll yeah. see. I mean, I think the only Unreal 5 game that's actually out right now is uh, Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, I'm preferable to the Decima engine, so. Decima is pretty sexy. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, right here. Yes. Little boy. Oh, sorry. The Arcane. The yes. Void engine. This man right here. Arcane, um, Studios. Actually, yeah. So did you guys think that uh, Forspoken kind of like caused this like closure? Because I mean, 15 was relatively popular. And Forspoken, obviously. Oh, absolutely. I think so that was just the end of it all. This was like the nail in the in the casket. Like, this game was supposed to launch Square Enix into like another, like you said, pillar, a new era, and it fell so flat because people hated the way the character acted, the the weird dialogue, and the empty world that, you know. The world itself was cool, but there's nothing in it to do. That sounds like my complaint with 15, so... Yeah. The coolest thing about it though I is think like the game. Oh, go ahead. No, the yeah, the magic and like the traversal and the demo were super cool, and I was like, this has a lot of promise. But then finding out like the story is half baked and the character kind of really out of place for the genre. I so. like cookie dough personally. Half baked's okay. Yeah, yeah. You a cookie dough kind of guy? I'm more of a mint chocolate kind of guy. Cookie dough's good though. I can dig that. What about you? What are we talking about? Like we're talking about ice cream. Oh, we're talking about ice cream. Yeah, I thought we were just talking about flavors. No. Okay, because I was going to say pepperoni off the old register is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I hear good things about that. Next time I'm over, you should show me how you make it. Yeah, tradition, tradition. We'd have to go to my my old parents' house. You can't replicate it in the house. No, definitely not. (laughs) Dust and cat hair. No, not the same. Um. Ice cream flavors. I'm all about the the cheesecake, like strawberry That's cheesecake, raspberry oh, cheesecake. Okay. Hell yeah. Me, uh, birthday cake. 100%. Pistachio. Wow. Pistachio is very good too. Why is it good? That doesn't make any sense. Have you ever tried the Ben and Jerry's pistachio, dude? 
It is so good because it has like the perfect amount of pistachio and the ice cream is Which pistachio is hard to flavored do. as well. I like cheesecake myself too. What Cheesecake's about, good. What about just vanilla and then you add your own pistachios? Can you do that? I feel like you can do that, but it's not the same. Okay. Pistachio flavored ice cream is delicious. Good to know. But that's kind of like. And if you want to kick it up a notch, pour a little bit of the juice of the Machiano cherries on it. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. How about peanut butter? You ever slap <laughs> oh, no, some peanut on. butter on hold there? On. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, hold on. You. I don't know if you're right or. Wait, isn't it maraschino cherries? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Maraschino. Yeah. Dude, I definitely get some Rickyisms every once in a while. So I'm sorry, happens. I just I had to call you because maraschino cherries are in my top five. Thank foods. you. Yeah. I honestly don't get them very often. So I You might be have... right though. I don't know. I I'm probably wrong. <laughs> we have a funny story about a friend who like ordered just Mara those what was it, cherries at a restaurant. Remember he ordered like like yeah, of them? He, that was weird. Yeah, we used to go to a thing called the uh, fifty cent taco night. Yeah. And basically, Acapulco. yeah. And basically, yes. Well, yeah, you'd pay fifty cents, and then you and you'd get a taco, and then they upped it later, whatever. But anyway, our friend would show up, and he was so damn cheap that he wouldn't <laughs> order any tacos. He would just order the cherries filled in a glass with. And what else would he get? Like water or something? I don't know. <laughs> oh no! And you'd also get chips and salsa for free. So that's all he would do is eat the cherries and the chips. How and much salsa. Do they charge for the cherries? Nothing. Oh what? They filled a glass full of cherries for him every time. Oh, that's it. That's they were smart. really cool. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand why, but whatever. But anyway, yeah. the juice inside those cherries oh, on ice so cream. Good. Oh, oh yeah, you just pour that out. Dude, jar, I don't even yeah. I don't even use the cherries. I don't care. Just give me the give me the, the, the syrup and the Oh yeah. Oh, you're a juice man. You should try it. I'm telling you, even just with like vanilla ice cream, that might be like one of my favorite ice cream flavors is like the the sauce with vanilla. Ooh. How about vanilla with this peanut butter? I do that sometimes. Peanut butter, which is surprising. Pe- peanut butter and but ice it's cream. good. But yeah. I, peanut butter ice cream is good. I've never tried it. Like actually, yeah, try it. Jizzy, I'm sure. Happen. I'm sure it'd be Ch- good. You ch- chunky or smooth? Chunky would be good with chunky. Me too. I don't. I mix them. It depends. You mix them. <laughs> I, I, honestly, what I do don't. Mean? I honestly don't mind the flavor and the taste of it, but I hate spreading it out because you can't really spread it. Chunky. That's, fu- that's fine. No, I don't like that. I want it to go across the whole bread. <laughs> no, I like. The, I like the. I got the OCD when I'm making my toast. You talking about chunky's harder to spread? Yes. Well, yeah, it's called chunky. Are you using, well, a, are you using the proper? That's knife? why I'm saying I don't like it as much. Do you, you put a... your peanut butter in the cupboard? Or yeah. In the how are you doing this? In the cupboard. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you think I'm nuts? Some people put it in the the right knife when you spread it out. Dude, it's full of nuts. You can't spread it like thin, like you can other peanut butter. You can. You can. We'll show you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. When I make my toast, I don't want to have a ton of peanut butter on there. I only use a little bit, man. I want from step one the toast. Where do you put the nozzle over the toast? The notch? The middle? The beginning, middle, or diagonal? Diagonal. Yeah. No, I'm talking about to cook the toast. You have the option of like. A little bit darker. Oh, my, my toaster doesn't have that. Oh, God, okay. Okay. Future, I, I have a number. I have a number, okay, but not like number? a... Like 1 or 11. Oh, okay. 11. Um, Where are you putting that nozzle? I'm putting that number probably at like 3. Yeah. Yeah, that's your mistake. It's too soft. No, you need I'll a little crunchier to, to spread the... Well, that's like every, every toaster is different, dude. <laughs> you, I, when's I, the last time you clean your toaster out? talking about toast preferences... When's the last time you clean your... I actually just cleaned it. It was a fucking mess, dude. Okay. All about that clean toast, dude. It was bad. Oh my god, it was it bad, up. dude. So you do have to use a little more crunchy to spread to get across. Okay, hold up now. So if you're poor as hold bitch, up, then I hold get up, it. hold up, hold up. Before you judge me for my number on my toaster, it goes all the way up to ten, maybe eleven if you're watching Spinal Tap. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, if your toaster doesn't have three, an eleven, I'm gonna three, go up there. And anything up, if, on my toaster, if I go below four or five, yeah. the thing is freaking charcoal. I don't understand why it goes up so high. I'm serious. It's crazy. So, but anyway, um, it's, it's, yeah, not, it's three, not a toaster. It's a tanning booth. Pretty much, man. Yeah. I, well, you know what it is? It's really big. So I think it's also made for like really thick, hearty breads. Like, um, you know, like the ones that you can buy at like the store. And, Chunky. Like, Do you have the combo yeah. toaster with like the four? You can put four pieces of toast. Mine, mine basically has like two really long rectangular slides. I've honestly, sometimes like for wedding gifts, I've wanted to give people the four the four person toaster dude his and her toasters are underrated <laughs> when i was moving into this house um people wanted to take things out of the house because this is this is my grandmother's house um R. R. and yeah rest in peace of yeah, course she's a wonderful person um but people want to take things in that toaster was a hot item man everyone wanted that toaster but they wanted the bike too they want your... foot down i was like hey I got a Walmart toaster or, the, or you know, the one that's here. So yeah. I have to get it. But also, anyway. what was ridiculous is they want to take the washer and washer and fucking dryer. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> they were. Fuck you. They were a little bit crazy. You can't fucking do that. It was like, it, I came in the house and I was, I was under the impression that anything that was in the house was going to be mine. But then mm-hmm. when I got in here, there was like post-it notes on everything. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Welcome, so Welcome to death. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so basically, I don't know. It was just really weird because anyway, yeah. Something to look forward to. So if you die, <laughs> yeah. Right, just is anything in here? Can I have anything in here if you died? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Jesus. All right. Um, yeah, no on. one's gonna have Luigi. Hold on. He's getting buried so, with it. Quick, wait. Crunchy. We all settle on crunchy is the best. Yes. No, I like re- I like regular yeah. better okay. than crunchy. crunchy. Th- all right, three versus one. <laughs> uh, Wolong Fallen Dynasty came out um, uh, March third. I think. It, Reviews have been overall pretty positive. I think at that kind of slightly above that, except on PC. Well, PC because people are trying to play with a mouse and keyboard. PC, I don't know why. PC is that's, kind of that's the PCs having some serious issues from what I've understood. PC scene in general right now is in trouble. Just like the amount of games that are coming out with stuttering and different issues, like uh, spe- specifically a lot of the Unreal Four engine games. So we'll see if they can like yeah. kind of fix some of that. Uh, stuttering that's going on but a lot of pc ports are being played right now um but i think overall reviews were positive i think like eight eight ish gameplay kind of looks yeah. pretty sweet I'll yeah be i probably won't pick up this year maybe next year possibly. game pass yeah what was that from yeah, some uh, game that was kind of like this i can't remember what it was called sekiro sekiro yeah sekiro yeah. um yeah apparently the gameplay is kind of similar to that but it also feels like neo but it isn't too I'd hope there could be a little bit more like world uh, world building and kind of like yeah. story, but apparently there's not well, that well, much I mean, I more compared yeah, to let's, Neo. Let's hear from the man himself. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, and you're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's romancing of the three kingdoms again. So it's the spin on that. And there's this dark power that's taking everything over. But yeah, it is very parry heavy, just like Sekiro. Um, I'd say it's basically like Sekiro meets Neo. Just, pe- just for like the weapon variety, the... The combo variety there's magic there's a, a special abilities on different weapons um and it's that mission based uh gameplay kind of like dynasty warriors kind of like neo um not super hard but mm-hmm. it does put all it does put a like mechanics check as the very first boss you face in the game because a lot of people are struggling with the first boss yep and then at the point where i was at it's the ma- mechanics mastery check uh, another boss that demands your that you understand how the game is supposed to be played, and uh, then after that, it's basically 
not very hard for the rest of the game. How do you fit it into kind of that that genre? Where does it fit for you? Is it is it less lesser than the the from software works, or is it up there with it, or what do you feel? I mean, I don't like the Neo games. Uh, I think they're just too overstuffed with bloated mechanics that make it artificially harder. I know other people probably say, and there's people say it's the greatest Souls game of all time because it's like super hardcore. Because they they get into that. Because yeah, it's like super hardcore. But um, I would say this fits in in like a maybe like easier than a than Dark Souls. Cool. I'd say Dark Souls. Uh, I don't know. Is Dark Souls one or two the easier? I don't know. I haven't played either. Um, Dark Souls I would two. Say, I would say two is two. easier than one. So it's probably like the the difficulty yeah, is more forgiving. Yeah. I'd say it's probably the difficulty of two. Like one can... I, one just has some of those just mind numbing areas, man. Blight Town. Oh, Blight Town. Sen's Fortress. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was that other one that was underneath? Uh, started with an A. Can't remember. Whatever. Yep. I'm I'm no means like a master of Souls games, but like. Only a th- three bosses in the game. The first, there's a mid-tier boss, and then this boss, the this boss that's like mastery checks in the game that you know I had it took a few tries to beat. Does that disappoint to you? Because to me, whenever I play a Souls game and I beat the boss on the first try, I'm like, oh, mm, I'm no. never like, oh, that's I'm glad. I'm always kind of disappointed that I beat him so easily. I was disappointed early on because I was only using one weapon for a very long time. I didn't switch it out. I just kept upgrading it. And then eventually I got to a point where I'm like, I don't think I can beat this boss with this anymore. I need to switch it up, change my magics, change everything up and do something different. And, uh, you know, it's, it's satisfying to a certain degree because it kind of fills that void. But, I mean, it's no it's no Elden Ring. It's no Sekiro. It's no uh, Bloodborne. So. All right. Also, uh, Front Mission 2 remake. Um, got a trailer. Launches June 12th. Um, looks solid. I don't think any of us played the remake of the first one, so yeah. I don't think any of us are going to play the remake of the second one. <laughs> I'm more of an Armored Core guy, so... You're all about that Armored Core? All about Armored Core. I um, thought it looked good. The, the second one good. looked more impressive than the first, for sure. So at least they maybe put a little more effort in this one, but maybe it's just because the second one had more than the first one did originally. Yeah, I think it looks solid. I think, I don't know, cool for fans of the, the series that they're they're eating well, so that's cool. Um, personally, I've never played a front mission game. Maybe I'll, well, eventually if it gets, yeah, you have played Gun Hazard. Oh, Gun Hazard. Yeah. That first one. Have you even gamed, bro? Uh, new Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkachi game announced. And then also Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot DLC, which is kind of late for DLC for that game. Isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like a year old, like a year old. Yeah. I guess Elden Ring's a year old. So I I suppose. Yeah. Maybe that's just par for the course. Yeah. They're like, oh shit! Elden Ring announced DLC. We have to put something together quick. Yeah. Um. Did you guys play? I know the Tenkaichi is sick. I mean, it was like the more hardcore version of Budokai back in the day. Wasn't one of the Tenkaichi games like a Game Boy Advance game? I haven't played any of these fighting DBZ games. I can't remember. I have a I... DBZ fighting game. It's a blast. Yeah, that one's fun. Oh, that's right. We, I guess we did play that one that one time. That was yeah. fun. Was I remember playing Tenkaichi three on PS two or PS three, and it was hard. So Tenkaichi are the fighting games then? Like the Naruto kind of like 3D action. Well, fighters, then there's or? Budokai and then there's Budokai Tenkaichi. They're the same. They're the same game. One side like a side scrolling, the other is 3D mapping. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. You guys are all Dragon Ball fans, but you're not playing the games though. I actually 
I think I want to play Kakarot now that this DLC is coming out because apparently uh, the world tournament's kind of like from the the original Dragon Ball era. Um, Do you remember? Or at least it? like remember me just really early DBZ. I, yeah. I, I I've watched both series and it's it was such a long time ago. It was sure. like like the first animes yeah. I watched. How many games are you juggling right now, trying to beat and play and? Mm, uh well, honestly, I beat one. I just beat The Last of Us. Um, we talk about that more about that later. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh see that grin yeah no it, i beat that and other than that we're just kind of working on chrono trigger and now we're gonna play castlevania so castlevania yeah. cool um all right uh i think some interesting discussion potentially with uh yoshi p you're skipping over a little thing there oh yeah oh shit well <laughs> oh. we can go we can get back to that oh yeah go ahead go ahead we'll go with yoshi p uh Yoshi P, um, producer of Final Fantasy 16, um, had kind of a statement. I don't know. There's a big blowout on Final Fantasy 16 coverage. Did you guys watch any of it? Uh, yeah. What do you I think? heard things. I mean, it just basically Yoshi P. He just talks about no before the, the oh. What do you think about the gameplay first? Oh heck yeah, yeah. I'm are all about into, it. Are you into that character action style? Like I don't even. Yeah, I. It's Yoshi P. In Yoshi P, we trust. Yeah. You're all about it. So no, he, he did 14. I'll put any game in his hands. I think there's a lot of discussion about it. I don't think everyone is super positive in that it, it's coming out as straight up just like a character action game. Where even like not on your first playthrough, but apparently on your second playthrough, there can be like ratings, like Devil May Cry style for the combat. Like I don't know how you guys feel about that, um, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that doesn't sound too appealing to me, but um. You know, if the story's good and the systems are fine, then I'm okay with it, I suppose. Like, I liked playing uh, Curse of Darkness, which was kind of like more hack and slash yeah. kind of game. Is so, that the closest you've come to playing a character? Probably. Yeah. And, and, like, that one had, like, unique drops and, like, equipment and, like, had, like RPG elements. So I was into it. Um, so as long as they kind of keep that kind of thing going, as long as it's not boring, if it's boring, then, yeah, you might have to kind of just count me out. Yeah. But the story at least looks more intriguing than previous games. So for the viewers that just tuned in, like, what's what's the deal? Like, what do you mean? Like, Yoshi P, JRPG, what? What, what do you mean? I mean, I can summarize it. If yeah, you please want. summarize sure. for the people who are just tuning so in. So he is just basically saying that the, the term JRPG... Back... First of all, who is this character? Like, who is he? Yoshi P? Yoshi yeah. P? You don't know who Yoshi P is? For the viewers at home, come on. He... He's he's the homeboy behind Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. Okay, that's all I wanted 16, to hear. You yep. know, not the purple or the purple dinosaur, but like not the green dinosaur from Mario. The team working on <laughs> the team working on sixteen. They they just consider that they're working on an RPG, whereas a JRPG in the past would be considered like a negative or derogatory term about RPGs coming from Japan because maybe they weren't as quality or whatever. But he then goes on to talk about how it has taken on a more, uh, you know, positive frame of mind in you know the pat in in the recent history. So he's just talking about that in the West we call it JRPGs, but in Japan it's just an RPG. So- I I understand that completely. I mean, and I think for where at least where we're coming from, I think we like. We like respect, you know, the culture Absolutely. and the origins yeah. and everything. So Yeah, it's kinda of interesting because personally I've never I don't know, I've never seen that as a negative. Me either. Or as even reading places as seen as a negative necessarily. It um, must have been just some like 
some point in time that he witnessed or was a part of where critics criticized those games and I, I mean i think during like the ps3 era was kind of the most negative I feel well like they if got... we think about like way back in the day when rpgs were pretty much like wizardry ultima dungeons and dragons you know style games where it was like pretty much dungeon crawlers going through like one screen and then you had your party inventory right next to it um you know i think those are the kind of games that were popular and then they came to japan i can't remember what it was called um, some the Black Onyx or something like that. It was like a game that was developed by, uh, I think he was Dutch or something, and then he was also with other Japanese developers, and it became a popular kind of game in Japan. And I think that's what kind of grew the RPG genre in Japan. So it originally started on computers, you know, like wait, and then it kind of then the consoles became a thing with Famicom mm-hmm. and Sega Master System and stuff like that. Um, and then so I think maybe like back in the day when you know these like you know big titles like ultima you know magic the gathering or whatever the other one was called um i think that they were the critics might have been favoring those over the ones that were being made in japan on computers or something so maybe like maybe jrpgs back then were just like considered like bad and the ones that were only released on the west were good compared to like the if we're talking about like critics um because yeah myself i you know i've been around for a while like online with talking about these kind of games and i've never really seen anyone refer to it as something derogatory or that, or that it meant that they were like crappy or yeah. one thing that i've really heard is more people consider it to be like turn-based you know kind of like and i guess he also kind of put this in here like more of like sillier non-serious kind of games like sure and i guess i can kind of understand that because some of the like jrpgs um can be kind of like funny and whatnot but i don't know final fantasy like six i mean yeah they had their times of humor and whatnot but they were all i don't know especially when you got into like seven and eight things got pretty serious um right but i think he's specifically talking about where he has the quote i remember seeing something 15 years ago which is basically a definition of what a jrpg was versus a west uh western rpg it was kind of like ff7 and it has this type of graphics this length of story and uh compart- uh to mentalizing what we were creating into a JRPG box and i took offense to that because that's not how we would go into creating we were going to create an RPG to, but to be compartmentalized uh, was felt that we felt that that was discriminatory so i mean i i get that it's kind of interesting i don't think i've heard any other japanese developer um kind of speak out about that so i wonder if it's something i don't i i wonder if it's if it's something that has always been there, but no one's really say anything or we haven't heard anything about it because they're not coming from a Yoshi P kind of status where someone, everyone knows, but this is honestly like the first time I've ever heard like a Japanese developer coming out and feeling and kind of feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. Cause I guess how do people look at the term? Do they, do they look at it as like a, in a term in terms of gameplay or do you look at it as terms of like, that's where the origins of the game are from because that's the way I've always looked at it and not necessarily a style of gameplay because if you, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to just confine it to just gameplay terms. Cause there's just so many different so many types, types of JRPGs that right. or yeah, RPGs, I guess that they're mm-hmm. not necessarily just from turn-based right. and what people typically expect so i, I get that frustration it's kind of like saying like western rpgs have to like specifically do like like when they originally came out like they have to specifically be like ultima or something and you're it's like a dungeon crawler and it's like right. that's not at all what 
Western RPGs are today, I would say, like, like Skyrim and whatnot. Right. And I think maybe as a majority, you can kind of see those those patterns of what defines a game, an RPG from Japan versus an RPG from the West. But, or it's like influences, I'd say. I, I could see his influences. Uh, yeah, I could see his frustration, especially probably from marketing this game, on that I think sure. the reason why they're focusing on the combat so much is they're really trying to get across that this isn't a turn-based RPG and that it's not yeah. just your typical rpg from japan and and they want to kind of distinguish itself i think it's also part of what people are frustrated with the preview cycle for this game so far of just sewing so much of the combat and not really get an idea of uh where towns like what are is is exploring like and i get that and i think we're, we're going to get that i mean the june is still a ways out so they're they're, they're definitely going to show it but i think they're really trying to sell the mainstream on hey this isn't this isn't your typical ja- uh, game from rpg from japan which, yeah, I think that's cool, but um, I think what people expect from Final Fantasy, at least, is, is a complete game. You know, not just great gameplay, but great music, but great exploration, but you, and yeah. great towns. And but I think you know, they, 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 they tossed that in the last trailer. They showed some of the Chocobo riding. They showed okay. some of the... Um, I don't think I actually did get walking to Walking around, the like, trailer. the kind of the castle area. So yeah, it, that's it, good. The game's going to have it, and they specifically said, they said this is going to be... I mean, they came out and said, I mean, it's kind of interesting that they directly compared it to God of War, like the new 2018 series of like how the progression is going to be. In. And okay. that's not going to be open world, but more kind of zones that you go to. And I'm okay with that. Like I mean, that's kind of how 12 was, and that was good. Kind of like Last of Us also. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. There wasn't any zones in that game. No. I like the direction that the it's Granix is kind of taking with their Final Fantasy games. I mean, just only the couple that have come out so far. But like Remake uh crisis core remake i think they're confident again and this i mean it's like not every final fantasy game needs to have a turn base no that's the beauty of evolution of the combat is well like remake exploration is good you know i mean i'm I'm okay with that i don't think i would be too bothered by it 12 was probably a little would you though if part two is the same i feel like you would if if part two is because you're right it's pretty linear you're, you're right i probably would just because you expect the open world but you know what maybe we're not going to get that and I, i'm and, telling you right now we probably aren't yeah uh, i will if i think a lot of people are probably going to be upset and i think rightfully so just because it's like taking away what the original kind of like game was but this isn't really their vision i suppose like well, they or, sorry this is this is their vision i should say and they don't want to spend eight years developing the game that people i think have had in their minds you know like the, it's not going to be a, i don't think part two is going to be a witcher three open world go wherever you want i think they i i don't think it will either i think that they could but they could like still at least make it so that you can explore i think they'll expand it yeah to me i to me i'm giving square the benefit of the doubt at this point sure based on what they've been putting out i think a lot of their games especially how they're treating final fantasy i think they realize fuck we're we're really fucking this up we need to kind of like give this like series the respect that it deserves and that's why they they restarted development on final fantasy 7 part 1 and they are taking their time with 16 and it sounds like this game's going to be probably really polished by the time it comes out cuz they it's been done for a long time so yeah i hope um, so and he had the quote of it's not being delayed unless like a meteor hits Japan. That's the only way it could be delayed. So um, it's coming out in June. So sick. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I purposely didn't watch too much of the the footage because I didn't. I don't. I'm getting the game regardless. I already have pre-ordered. Um, but which edition? Uh, just a regular. 
Not the collector's edition. No, collector's the statue isn't doing it for me. Um, yeah, I was tempted by the steel book, but I just did digital, so my sister could play too. She shares my account. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I'm looking forward to it though. But I think it's I don't know. Like, what if more developers come out and speak about it and say, yeah, we're we kind of agree with him. Is is it something that you would kind of be one or to change and say, hey, RPGs from Japan, or would you, or is it just in your opinion something you're kind of stuck with and something that you're honestly your discord has been kind of based off and you grew over yeah the years it's all of... about well because I, I don't know i guess in the west i've i, I don't know i i've i've never even heard someone even come in the server and say hey this is a, an offensive term or something like that sure I, like i i totally understand where he's coming from but you know i guess yeah if, if there was a lot of people who came out against the using the term but the thing is a lot of companies from japan are releasing games with the like on Steam with like a tag. J- this is a JRPG. But are they doing that as a necessity to kind of to I'm, attract those fans? Maybe, like, I but I just feel like if you know, if if it was super offensive to everyone or something, or if it, you know, I, I just don't think that they would do that. I, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it's just used as a sale tactic, which I hope not. I mean, I don't know. I guess. um When and he's he's specifically yeah. saying that he would prefer it to be called RPGs from Japan. Which I think is completely reasonable, and it's not like that much harder to distinguish. But I think so. that's 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 literally our definition, though. Right? Is J- J- JRPGs are Jap- oh, Japanese guess, are games that are right from Japan? So. I guess you know he just wants it to be called an RPG. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Right. I think he just wants it to just be considered an RPG, like the rest of them. Which, but, but I think that's, that's a- fine. But it's also it's you're I don't know. To me, it just feels like if you if you do that, you're almost kind of ignoring kind of like its influences but i guess if that's what they want to go with the direction of the series and you know more power to them i guess that's the other thing too though is is every game is an rpg these days or so many of them have rpg elements there's like it's so you have almost have to have a way of like defining specifically what you're talking about because god of war is an rpg at this point where you're upgrading your equipment upgrading your stats like it's not it's not your kind of Baldur's Gate and your Final Fantasies. It's like, I, but I feel like you're being you're being too um, specific when you start to like get into well, only only like Western RPGs do this and that, and that you do it through that. It just it just feels like like yeah, when a lot of games like start to like follow a sp- like a similar theme, kind of like Metroidvania, which is what we're kind of ta- going to be talking about sure. here. Yeah. Um, it just starts a whole new thing and kind of can create its own genre, which I think that makes sense to me. Um, but I don't know, I guess or maybe with this final fantasy, we're not really going to see a lot of like funny, humorous, like moments kind of like that we're used to, or like, like with 15, how they had the Kenny guy and like the mascot, like that's totally a, a Japanese thing. Like, um, in this one, are we not going to see that kind of well, like they, humor? They came, I think the translator came across it. So I did, I did read some of the interviews and he said there will be kind of lighthearted sure. kind of moments where it's not going to be all serious, but they are kind of preparing people saying, Hey, this is going to be a dark tone Final Fantasy. This is the first Final Fantasy Let's game go. to have. And that I think that like maybe, maybe the way, the way they're looking at the, the term JRPG, they probably wouldn't consider something like Dark Souls. Yeah. A JRPG. They probably just think that, Oh, that's an RPG, but I, at least our group has always considered any Japanese RPG, any RPG from Japan, a JRPG. So I think there's just a different like way of like thinking about what the term means. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely what a lot of people have uh, sunk their ships on. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting conversation. I'll be curious to see how it develops over time. And again, if other 
developers from Japan are coming out and, and speak upon it. But did you see the clip? Because they released a clip. Because, again, it's the first Final Fantasy with the F-bomb. Did you see the clip where... Really? Has, yeah. I didn't see it. It's in the battle system. <laughs> do you want That's great. Do you want me to spoil it or do you want me to tell you? Spoil it. He's well, During his limit break, he says, fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> no way. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just joking. Dude, I was going to say, what? <laughs> so meta. No, it is It is the first uh, Final Fantasy game to have the F-bomb, though. They did come out and say that. I like. You know what? I'm cool with that. I, I, I've always kind of wanted to see what a uh, darker Final Fantasy game would be like. You know, yeah. it seems like there's blood and stuff. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. It is kind of, like, annoying with some of these RPGs when you, like, fight enemies that they just kind of like fall over like a like a mannequin and then just disappear like sure. I'd, I'd like to see some more realistic you know gameplay that'd be cool cool well, somebody's head cut off you want me? yeah i want to see a head get cut off <laughs> okay let's go so yeah uh i'll interrupt here before we start talking oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah you got some news for the yeah there's just a little bit of server news we um we updated uh our jrpg index with release years and genres and might just seem like not really a big deal when you look at it, it's but pretty it, awesome. there is a ton of games in this, and um, a few of us, you know, mostly Luca, worked on this, and I worked put a decent amount of work into it too. God bless uh, to add these on here, and it it was it took some time, but it's honestly worth it because when you is this can, why you've been no- ignoring my phone calls? Pretty much <laughs> that, and you kind of smell. You need a shower, man. Good move. Good move. Yeah, so anyway, um yeah, go ahead and give it a check. Check check it out on the website. Um yeah, it's pretty sweet. Podcast plays in the you had that sub too. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, the website's sweet. You can you can also go um to their individual uh pages themselves. You can search it by genre. Um so if you want to look at like all the action RPGs, just click on it and it'll just kinda of give you the whole thing. You can sort it by console, release year, your developer and and then um with the uh, release years themselves, I broke them up into decades, so you can kind of see cool. JRPGs from the 80s. How long did this take? 90s. This looks pretty detailed. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, the website stuff didn't take too long, but it was the inputting the data was the was definitely the longest. Uh, well, in high part. school, you were voted most likely to input the data, so yeah, voted most likely. I did to have glasses? Yeah, he did. Yep. Buck teeth too, and the weird eyebrow. Yeah, unibrow. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like that. <laughs> At least not now. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get to the main? main yeah, get, here? Get, yeah, get to the meat. Get back to get the, the meat, meat potatoes. Meat potatoes, please. What are we even talking about? Anymore? I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Who are you? Are we what still rolling? Or did you pause it? Hey, you're kind of cute. Did you pause it? I did. I figured you're gonna cut that out. Nope. No. <laughs> okay, we're keep going. Okay, keep we're going. rolling. All right, we're right. live here. Damn Castlevania: Ari of Sorrow is a 2003 action role-playing game developed and published by Konami back when they were badass. Um, it's the third Castlevania game for the Game Boy Advance, um, or the two before. Circle of the Moon was the first. Harmony then, of Dissonance. Harmony of Dissonance. Mm. Um, uh, producer producer uh, Koji Igarashi, who led the production teams for previous Castlevania games. Led the Aria of Sorrow development um, as well. Um, the original release in North America was May 6, 2003. Um, actually, a couple days before Japan. Interesting. Um, yeah, May 8, 2003, and then Europe, May 9, 2003. So they all came out pretty close to each other um, with the mobile release uh, in Europe in 2008. 
which I was surprised that it got a mobile release like 2008. So that means it was on like a flip phone, probably. Apparently, probably, it was like a stripped down version. Was just coming out around then, wasn't it? Like 2007, 2008, or something. Yeah, and that was before the App Store really blew up for games. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the double pack of uh, Harmony of Dissonance, January 11th, 2006, and then the Castlevania Advance Collection, um, which came out. Uh, a couple years ago, September 23rd of 2021 for PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox. Oh, it is in that one? Yeah, it is. Oh, perfect. Is, is that one? That's all three of them, right? Yeah, it's got all the Castlevania Advance games, so it's all three in one place. Which perfect. is interesting because you got the double pack before, but you didn't get Circle of the Moon. But apparently that one's the weakest one of the three. The weakest of the three, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so a little bit kind of behind this game, um, the original uh, unveiling uh, was at a press conference in San Francisco by the executive producer um, we mentioned before, Koji Igarashi, on January 16th of 2003. Um, Igarashi had worked on previous Castlevania games such as Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. Um, Ari of Sorrow was placed in production alongside Harmony of Dissonance, resulting in both games sharing similar programming engines and gameplay elements. Um, one of his concerns during development was addressing the criticism expressed concerning Harmony of Dissonance. Uh, he noted, Igarashi noted that the music in Harmony of Dissonance had not been well received. And Michiru uh, Yamane, who had previously worked on the claim music for Cynthia of the Night, was hired in order to compose for Aria of Sorrow. That's good. Cause yeah. Some great music. Cynthia of the Night, Night is a fucking badass this, yeah i enjoy this it game honestly yeah i think this is up there with like almost as good if not better than symphony tonight for people that were fans of the original as far as gameplay or music gameplay the music's really really good in this game uh, i really like the story too um i feel like this game has more depth too it's it's really fun yeah yeah we'll get to that a little bit i think I, did you start it or i've so? beaten i've beaten this game oh you have okay cool but i i yeah i haven't started it recently i haven't played it in a while um, the development team worked on the game's audio cycles as well as delegating more cartridge space and processor cycles for the sound. Um, maintaining the visual quality of Harmony of Dissonance was a chief objective during development, um, as many reviewers had felt that Harmony of Dissonance had excelled in graphics at the cost of audio quality. Um, furthermore, the staff tried to improve the series' gameplay system while retaining fan-favorite elements. Certain aspects that were missing in Harmony of Dissonance, such as hidden rooms and breakable walls, were incorporated into Aria of Sorrow. Um, Igarashi added soul trading uh, via link cable to assist players with correcting, collecting every soul in the game, which he believed would be difficult to accomplish alone. I love that. Yeah, so there's kind of an interesting um, part of this game where you, I don't know, I think it's kind of random, but because I started it, um, but when you fight enemies, you can actually gain their abilities. Um, every enemy. It's every crazy. Enemy. Yeah, every enemy. And, they, so the, and even every enemy has drops as well items, yep. weapons, weapons, and armor. Yep. It's very cool. It's it, it's like Shin Megami. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a another game in that Metroidvania genre. And this is kind of early in the when there wasn't a lot of them. I think all we had was Symphony of the Night and Harmony of Dissonance, Dissonance and Circle of the Moon. I think to some extent, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, this this one's great. The yeah. soul the soul collecting is is really cool the way it's done in this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, the RFSR takes place in the fictional universe of the Castlevania series. The series premises the conflict between the vampire hunters, the Belmont clan, and the immortal vampire, you guessed it, Dracula. Dracula. Um, 36 years before the start of Aria of Sorrow, Dracula was defeated once and for all by the Belmont clan. 
Um, are these spoilers for for uh, the other previous games? I guess I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say so. I think like every kind of Castlevania game can be a little bit different the way it starts out. Um, so I don't think this is kind of spoiler territory. If it is, sorry. Did anyone watch the Did anyone watch the Netflix Castlevania Anime? series? I I watched season one. Yeah, I it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, liked it. I enjoyed solid. it. Yeah, I heard. I heard season really two good gets kind of weird. I think like really weird, like really random weird for a second, and you come uncomfortable. But once you okay, and for the viewers out there listening, you know what I'm talking about. It gets really. <laughs> if it made you uncomfortable, I'm definitely. Yeah, I, I didn't see it happen. I'm like, holy, <laughs> sh- holy fucking vampire. Um, yeah, I mean, but it was fun. There's a lot of innocence dying. In, oh god, gory ways for sure. Yeah, in season one even. And I'm still talking to my pastor about the things. I witnessed, <laughs> but I mean, anyways, as you're saying. <laughs> Um, shortly after Dracula's death, prophecy was made that Dracula's reincarnation would come to his castle in 2035. Mm-hmm. Um, not Here's too far away, boys, yeah. And inherit all of Dracula's powers. The prophecy acts as the driving force behind the plot of Arya's sorrow and is the primary motivation of the supporting characters to be present. Um, the game takes place in Dracula's castle, the most common settings for the series, with the castle divided into numerous areas that the player traverses over the course of the game. So like Cynthia Knight, this game... Pretty much is like it's it's a map and you go through the whole thing and it's pretty much every room is a spot on the map, kind of like Metroid, um, where it lights up, you know, based on where you've been. Yeah. So it's it's very um it's very cool and it it's like it takes Sims of the Night and just kind of makes it better in my opinion. Cool, cool. What's um, the hour of gameplay we talking here? Twenty? Uh, it's not too long. Like it's ten. Twelve. If you do everything, twelve hours. It's not long. I think if you go straight to the boss, you can finish probably within like five, six, maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's but if you but if you explore the castle, I think you can do it in like twelve or so. Okay. Well, I hate exploring, so five hours. I don't (laughs) think you'll hate it in this game. It's very fun. This game is really cool because it's like it'll it'll show you areas that you can maybe get to, but you can't unless you get an ability or like a double jump or sure some kind of thing. A so, Metrovania, yeah. right? That's what we call it now. Yeah, Metrovania. That's, yeah, that's the kind of well. There's a lot of indie games that use that uh, that term. But what came first? Honestly, I don't know. What was it? Was it Metroid? Metroid. Is... Metroid was for, was definitely first. I think the only reason why. Well, I guess I shouldn't say the only reason, but. A, a big reason why they call it Metroid is because in Metroid you needed to get a skill, kind of like the roll to get through a room, and then or did, you needed like did a that start ability. in a Castlevania game? Do any of Castlevania games have gated areas where you can't progress unless you? Have, I don't like, think abilities? so. Not before this, because I think like before this they were all just like action platform. Yeah. And I think this game still retains those action platform elements, but I think it adds some of the gameplay elements that were in Metroid, whereas in, like you get skills to pro- to progress through like spe- specific areas. Um, and then just the way the map's laid out, where it's just kind of like a big maze, but you need to, so you need to use the map, but know where you're going and whatnot. So yeah, um, characters. The protagonist and primary playable character of RF Sorrow is Soma Cruz, a transfer student studying Japan who possesses the power of dominance, Whoa. which Whoa. allows him to absorb the souls of monsters and use their abilities. Um, he's initially accompanied, accompanied by his childhood friend Mina Akuba the daughter of the priest of the Akuba Shrine. Um, over the course of the game, someone meets additional characters that aid him in his quests, um, which we'll be kind of talking about um, as we play the game further here. Um, gameplay, uh, it has the 2D side-scrolling gameplay of the kind of previous games um, where you control the character from a third-person perspective to uh, interact with people, objects, enemies. Um, like the other, uh, some of the other games in the, the Castlevania series, you can level up um, each time you earn a set number of experience points, 
Um, and each level gained can improve your kind of statistics. So your strength, HP, things like that. Yeah, and I don't. Some people don't consider these games RPGs, and I don't understand it. Up. There's tons of RPG elements. Yeah, just what you just said is, yep. you know, getting experience and, and yeah. leveling up. And especially when you when you attack things, you see a number that pops up that shows how much damage you do. And if you do equip more better weapons, they'll do more damage and whatnot. So. I think it's that 2D perspective really throws people off because they they tend to see it as as a as a platformer or kind of action platformer. I would say it's definitely an action platformer, but still. As action RPG. platformer RPG. rpg yeah games can be can be different that's yeah, right for sure um it introduces the tactical soul ability system to the castlevania series um which we kind of talked about absorbing the souls of enemies to gain additional abilities um so pretty much all the enemies save for a few exceptions um you can absorb their kind of powers and then equip them so it's not that you have all their abilities to use at once but you um, have specific slots that you can use to kind of equip and kind of switch on the fly, um, but it's pretty cool. Um, so the souls are uh, provide a variety of effects, and they're separated into four categories: bullet, guardian, enchant, and ability. Um, the bullet, guardian, and enchant are identified with the colors red, blue, and yellow. And again, the player can only have one of each type equipped at any given time. Um, and then the bullet souls are the uh, replacement for sub weapons in the game. So you're throwing daggers, type of things. Um, so yeah, like in old Castlevania, when you you'd pick up like a like the dagger or like axe. the axe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that these what's cool in this game is like it gives you lots of different weapons you can use, or I should say souls um, that are just different um, different weapons that you get from monsters. So it it is really cool. Yeah, um, and then you use the magic points. Um, to actually use the abilities so it has kind of a, a, a mana system um and the guardian souls provide continued effects including transforming into mythical creatures and summoning familiars um the guardian souls can tr- continually drain magic points as long as they're active um so i think one of them that i played was like uh like floating or something like i gained the wings of an enemy that i could kind of float downwards um mm-hmm. and yeah it kind of just like slowly drains the the magic yeah, points it's cool that the, like the souls are broken up into like different categories as well like you got your your bullets your guardians your enchants so like your your big guardian i'm assuming is the or is it enchant with like the big is like the huge summon that like destroys everything on the screen or you oh, do like you do yet. like tons of damage they're kind of rare um and then the uh the guardian must be the ability kind of like um souls it's been a while since i played but the bullet yeah is definitely the projectiles that you're throwing at at monsters so that's awesome i really do like the depth even just talking about it is making me excited to play this game again yeah um so said you uh rob you played it previously um what did you play it on did you play it on an emulator or or did you yeah i um i actually had a buddy of mine that got me into this game in college he um he had it on game boy advance and he uh, let me borrow it, and I was playing on the GameCube. Uh, With the player. Game Boy Player. Yep, the Game Boy Player. Cool. So, which is probably one of the coolest add-ons of any console I think ever. I mean, yeah. come on, it's like it's kind of wicked when you think about it. It, it really is. It's yeah. if you guys don't know what it is, it's basically a little attachment that goes on the bottom of the GameCube that you can play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like nowadays, I feel like you they would never do something never. like that no. ever. And it just, it opened up the library for like what the game you could play. And it, it really opened up because I didn't really, I never had a Game Boy Advance. So I, once I, once I bought that, I was able to play games like this. And yeah, yeah, this game was, 
I remember just being like, oh man, I didn't even know they made more games like Symphony of the Night. Like I, like I just enjoyed Symphony of the Night. And I just thought it was kind of a one-off kind of thing because all Castlevania games are most like mostly like action platformers, mm-hmm. at least the ones that I had been playing. So, but I think this was during a time where Castlevania wasn't really releasing uh, games outside of mobile uh, or uh, uh, handhelds. portable handhelds. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, so, because I, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think well, they had anything. Or I guess the they PS2, had the PS2. Yeah, the PS2 games. games that's that right. Time, I so I did. I played those games too as well. So yeah. I think I did play the PS2 ones. What was it Lament of Innocence and Curse, Curse yeah. of Darkness? Curse of Darkness. Lament yeah. wasn't very good, but Curse, Curse was, was good. The second one. Yeah. Um, so what's the allure of this game series that you enjoy? Like, what really kind of draws you in? It's definitely like the RPG elements, and I think you'll really enjoy the drop factor. Because every monster has Did you a say drop factor. That's right. So every mon every monster has like a rarity percentage chance on what they're gonna drop. They're either their soul if you haven't gotten it yet, um, or like a an item that they might have or a, a weapon or in armor way, in a way that feels special. In though, a way I that feel. feels special because it's, it's like it is a, rare. It's kind of like an Elden Ring right. or in Dark Souls, like you know when you it's, fight the rare drops. drops. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a Neo where everything's shitting out equipment. Right. It doesn't happen every time after you beat them. Yeah, which is also kind of a detriment because there's time where i was like farming enemies and then was so in, in the habit of like all right just go to the next screen to make them respawn that i didn't realize that they dropped a weapon i'm like oh fuck yeah <laughs> um but no it's cool uh i have not played it before um i didn't i had a game boy sp uh that i only picked up a few games for eventually i think mario kart and like tactics um and maybe a couple other games donkey kong game boy advance has such a good library man yeah it has a great library um so i haven't played it before uh until recently when it i got announced for the poll i I figured it was gonna win i didn't realize it was gonna be so close but i started as soon as that poll was announced because i thought i would win and I'm, I'm a couple hours in and really enjoying you it so the, far. Uh, nice. analog boy. Playing on the analog pocket, yes. That's awesome. Nice. I bet um, it looks great on that screen. It does. It looks dope on the screen. Um, and the, the graphics in this game might be some of the best on Game Boy Advance as far as like like RPGs go. It really does look amazing Like as far as like the yeah. sprite work. Sprite works, enemies, a variety notch. of enemies. Music's really good, too. Because like you were mentioning earlier, it seems like they spent a lot of time on like working with Game Boy Advance's really crappy sound chip and like really making it sound good. What bit is that? What? How many bits? I have no idea. Because it's closest to what, like an NES or, or SNES? Maybe a little bit worse than SNES, I'd oh, say. Really? Yeah. It has SNES ports, but they all right, are but they, I, slightly... Yeah, like all the Final Fantasy uh, games on Game Boy Advance, I think they sound worse than the ones that they, are counterparts they tend to have, on like, SNES. That's kind of the... the the annoying thing about those they have like added content but then kind of slightly and a lot of times ways. they'll have like an annoying like pitch or like buzz mm-hmm. or something just because you know they didn't spend a lot of time working on the sound chip and whatnot, or the sound so. chip just couldn't kind of handle yeah. what they're trying to do right exactly um yeah so i'm gonna continue playing on the pocket uh what about the rest of you guys uh i think i the might i don't know i might I get the i might get the advanced collection and check it out for um, what is that what, what system is that, that it's on or? it's on pretty much every every new system like, uh, ps4 what? xbox pc oh, okay we might have said that earlier but um hmm. yeah they're they're um you, you can I, I don't know i think there's not really much benefit other than you'll get the other two games and i think there might be some quality of life improvements but not not a lot not like they like fixed the music or maybe maybe they did make the music a little bit better i think they might have at least like removed some of the hissing some of the hiss yeah i don't know or i'll something. probably just do the mini i really do enjoy yeah it. i, I mean, like the controller I'll i feel like honest. you can't I, go I wrong like with this one this is like one of the best game boy advance uh games on the console for sure yeah 
Miles? Yeah, I'll do the collection. That's why I was asking about it earlier, because I was just like, if it's in there, I'll I'll play it on like PlayStation 5. Yeah, might as well support. Honestly, Konami seems like almost kind of like Square Enix, where they're kind of starting to bring back some other older IPs. Well, so we'll see. Support, we'll support see. them if you... Why not support them? I don't I mean, know, you're so pro-Konami. You're you're eager to... to... No, I'm eager because I love their games, man. I know, but... Yeah, don't but you want to see never be don't another metal see more gear. games? I just don't... I, I'm not... They haven't done enough for me to trust them yet. Okay, but you have to admit that they're going in the right direction they are. recently. And with Metal Gear rumored and also... Uh, we didn't talk about that cast. Did we? At the, I don't think it was announced at the last podcast since it's come out, but... One of the, I think VGC Chronicles, the podcast came out, um, newer podcast, and they said that sources that they said is Castlevania is going to be um, shown at E3 this year. Nice. So Konami is bringing Castlevania. As long as it's not Lords of the Shadow, I think I'll be fine. I didn't really like that. That was just like pure, like kind of like action game. Well, and who's going to make it too? Because that's kind of where Konami's at right now. I don't know how much they're not really looking at developing things in house. They're looking at kind of hey pitch us an idea for what you want to do. That's how Bloober um, came and ended up doing Silent Hill 2 is they pitched and Konami bought. So Silent Hill 2 remake is coming out. So we'll see. I don't know. Who would you want to continue Castlevania? From Soft. From Soft. That would be amazing. That I mean, would be... Dude, that would be probably like a match. Hell yeah. Because it's like they're perfect with like gothic themes with like Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne's like, the closest to a Castlevania they would, game. Dude, they would nail a Castlevania game. Berserk. You know it. You know they would nail it. Dude, boss battle. I mean, it, yeah. it has, it, everything that they do great would just work perfect in a Castlevania Hell game. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm down. So we'll see. Um, but it, I think Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake is coming. So they're going to start with that, I believe. That's what I heard. Cool. But um, yeah, we'll see what's coming up. Would you like some fun facts about this game? Hell yeah. Before we dive into some questions? Sure. Yeah. All right. So, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow is is called uh, Castlevania Akatsuki no Minuet in Japanese. The word Akatsuki literally means dawn. Thus, some fans usually call it the game as Castlevania Minuet of Dawn. Ooh. So... All right. That's pretty, gonna be, I think that's going to be me from now on. Uh, it is mentioned in the game that a character finally destroys... Dracula in the year 1999. Fun fact, this story has not yet been made into a Castlevania game so far, even after Castlevania Lord of Shadows was released. So, it really makes a, you think, the, doesn't it? There's still a part of the Castlevania like lore that has not been adapted into a game. Jimmy, does that make you think a little bit? A little bit. Well, in this game, actually, I mean, we didn't mention this earlier, but it actually has a sequel on DS. Um, so if you're really, really into this, in the sequels, if not better Portrait than this... Dawn of Sorrow. Dawn of yeah. Sorrow. Oh, yeah, duh. That makes sense. Which has an infamous, on, the game. Uh, infamous game cover of remember Konami's best. The Konami's best, where it was the game. It, it has the fire. game within the game cover. Yeah. It's yeah. like looking at a mirror with a mirror. Yes. Uh, the character art in this game was actually made by a fan favorite artist, uh, Ayami Kojima. They're also behind the character designs of most Castlevania games from the original series. Oh wow! I was gonna say I really like the the designs in this. Yeah, one. that sounds really cute. In this game, there are only three enemies that will not drop souls for Soma. But I'm not going to say who they yeah, are. Yeah, we'll spoil so, later. Um, and then if you... Some special items are only unlocked if you were to put Dawn of Sorrows... Uh, in Dawn of Sorrows, which is the direct sequel to this game, if you put Aria of Sorrows cartridge in the DS That's GBA awesome. slot. So. I like that. Yep. That's cool. Konami's cool with that. Yep. And Metal Gear and memory card. and These... Aria of Sorrows is actually the second second to last game in the entire timeline of 
Castlevania. And if you look at between Arya and Don, the animation style or the art style is completely different. Yeah, Don's more like anime. Yep, kind mm. of style, which I don't hate. It still looks good. Yeah, Behemoth, are but you I do a like Castlevania the kid or what? What's your history with Castlevania? I played the original. You don't really talk about it too much. I played the original on the Nintendo, and then that's it. That's it. Well, Those are amazing games. One and three. Yep. They're just three is so epic. That's probably one of the best games on that console. I feel like you're either Metroid or you're Castlevania. Never really both. You can I'm be Metroid. Both. You both. hate Metroid. I I've never played Castlevania. Don't, do you? Don't really? do you like Metroid? Well, you should play it on that pocket you got, man. That thing is that's some great games. If you go back and look at the original art on the Nintendo cartridge for Castlevania, it is so freaking dope. It it's is. Just that They're all good. Classic like eighties like garbage like dollar book at the bookstore. Dracula's art. Curse so is so cool. Is super cool because it it incorporates you letting letting you use other characters in an NES game, so you're not just playing as Simon whipping everything. You mm-hmm. know, you get to use like two, Mixes three other up. characters, and it's it's cool. And they all have different gameplay, and like it was it was pretty like cool for back at the time. And two two gets a pretty bad rep because it has a lot of like those must read a guide to like understand, but it has RPG elements, so it's yeah. kind of a Castlevania JRPG as well. No, yeah. I played Bloodstain. The uh, kind of retro ones they did. Oh, yeah. I played the first one. After you left Konami and made those. Yeah, fucking awesome. Those I, didn't, are great. I haven't played Bloodstain the main game yet, but the, I played one of the first retro one, Curse of the Night or? Uh, moon or something. Curse of the Moon? Yeah, that one's yeah, sweet. Yeah, the first one's awesome. It looks really cool. It's like a, just an NES kind of D-made yeah. type mm-hmm. thing. And if you're curious about like where the anime takes place uh, on Netflix, it starts in Rondo of Blood, and then it goes through Symphony of the Nights. Cool. Well, not entirely through Symphony of the Night, but it like weaves into it. So that's what they've adapted so far. No cool. live, no live action yet either. Well, we'll uh, I think we'll probably be able to, again wrap this up in one because um, it's not too long of a game. We'll see though, um, and talk maybe about we'll bleed weeks. it out. Yeah. What's what we thought about <laughs> East? East. That's what I said. Yeah, East. 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 Um. All right, we got some questions. Uh, from the Discord, Slime asks, Slime. "Why is Dragon Quest the best series in the world?" He said, "Can you answer this for us, please? Why is it the best series in the world?" Um, like you know, I know you. This was, might not be the answer you expect from me, but I'd I'd agree. I love what? Dragon Quest. It's Whoa. definitely one of the better RPG series, in my opinion. It's just so damn wholesome and. I feel like with no, every they, Dragon they say, Quest you they get... They say Slime says the best series in the world, not the best RPG series in the world. Oh, just series in yeah. general? Do you agree with that? Mm, yeah, it's probably... Dragon Quest Eight's one of my favorite games, so right I'd on. agree with that. Would you say every... But, like, but what are we saying? Best series top 10? I mean, yeah, I'd probably Okay, hold there. on, though. Would Why you not? rather Final Fantasy continue or Dragon Quest continue? Dragon Quest. Really? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Would you wow. say that... Fi- Dragon, Dragon Qu- Quest is, like... Always just, knocks it out of the park. I'm they knock sorry. Out of the park, but it's, Even, the, it's the same thing, though. Okay, yeah, but like when I'm when I'm playing like some of these games, I I like tradition and I like to be reminded. I feel like with Final Fantasy, at least after ten, or maybe even before ten, we started to get some wildly different games in between. You know, you know, releases. So I'm I'm fine with that, and I just feel like Dragon Quest just nails it every time. I love um. I just kind of like the the characters and Brings you the home. world, yeah. and I like that it's like that classic RPG setting. Totally, um, it doesn't really matter. And the new one's supposed to be dark as well, so maybe that's going to have some that's sixteen controversy. Yeah. Akira Koreanos. But I, I that one's not going to 
I don't think it's going to abandon its, its RPG really. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Um, but Akira no, Toriyama's artwork, I mean, he's a legend. Dragon w- Quest Eight, that was an epic I game. wouldn't argue against someone who Dragon Quest is their favorite in the world. I'd be like, oh yeah, that person's cool. I don't know if I agree with it. I think there's other games. I think I'd pick Final Fantasy over For Dragon Slime, Quest, it's, but... it's kind of a thing of her life. It's, oh, no, no, it's all over oh, her totally, house. Totally. I mean, she's probably like one of the biggest fans I've ever seen. Oh no, mad respect. Follow up to that. Yes. Would you say that Dragon Quest, like, throughout the series, has just had a more consistent, consistently good storytelling compared to Final Fantasy? Um, that's the thing. I would say, like, Final Fantasy, I think, explored, like, more with their story. It wasn't more... Dragon Quest stories are still kind of, like, simple in a way. You know, defeat the evil bad guy who's trying to destroy the world kind of thing. I feel like that's kind of the... I think 11 has nostalgic. It's it's very, like, classic RPG kind of story, but it, it still does it very well, and it still has some, like, really heartwarming moments, and... Eleven had some like have some interesting had, had some subplots. So I think that as the series goes on, I feel like it's doing it really gracefully, where it's kind of evolving into a more like serious kind of game and not so like simple. Um, and they're they're like they have a skill tree in Eleven that was that was really cool to see. Um, so yeah, I, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with Twelve. Cool. Also, the slimes, though, right? That's why it's the best. Oh, yeah. Slimes. You got to have the slimes. The slimes are what a wholesome monster. I fucking love slimes. It's a great slime. When, I mean, you was, love them, you hate them, it, you love to hate them. It, the, the best slimes are the uh, the liquid metal ones. The killing, little, yeah, the metal and, slimes. And the metal king. The ones that get, run did away. Did you get 25,000 experience from you, killing one? Or was it 2,500? I can't remember. It was something crazy. It's a lot. In, and in 11, too, you can do like a move where you can like like quadruple your experience. You could just almost slimes get like a million. Yeah. It wouldn't be Dragon Quest without slimes, honestly. Though. And it, that just like that gameplay mechanic of them running away, and if you have to hit them to get the extra XP, yeah. and it has to be a critical hit. It's just funny. I don't know. There's it's, more. It's, there's it's, way more lighthearted elements in Dragon Quest compared to Final Fantasy, at least nowadays. Yeah. Sweet. Right on. Um, we got Soren who dropped. Uh, what does Sid think of Dimitri? Um, I haven't played the game that he's from, but I'm definitely annoyed with how much slime brings him up in the server. Mm. So. So who is Dimitri? It's just some like some character that Slime just loves and always talks about. Some for, like dude what? with blonde hair from Fire Emblem Three Houses, I think. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. From the Blue Lions? Ah, I can't remember. I don't I know. Can't remember one of them. Okay. She loves him though, and is constantly fangirling about him. So yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm really excited for this next question. Um, I've been soaring. Waiting. Also. Um, who is the hottest JRPG character, and why is it Palmer? Uh, I'd have to agree. Palmer is uh, smoking hot from Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. I mean, I mean, they didn't ask who is the hottest JRPG character. They just said, "Why is it Palmer?" Oh, well. I but mean, I asked that question. Oh yeah, your your questions was mine was who who which JRPG character you have a crush on? Cringy. Rude's care. Rude's <laughs> question was who is the hottest JRPG character? So I think we should finally answer this. Put who it to is, rest. Oh, this is a terrible question. <laughs> if it's not Palmer, you're not answering the question. All right, go so. ahead. Um, the <clears throat> I'm a little nervous. <clears throat> this has already been cut from the from pre- previous episodes, so. <laughs> Things got way out of hand. Um, <laughs> to be fair, it did get way out of hand. Yeah, my my. So he said he promised to restrain himself this time. My JRPG crush is uh, Sion Barzad from The Bouncer. 
Oh, <laughs> interesting. He changed his answer this, this time. What's the name? Sion Barzad. I like that. Is is that one of the male characters? Is that the the female with the no? That's the main character, hair? dude. That's oh, the main character. That's, 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 like it's, it's Sora, dude. Yeah, it it's, is Squall, like it's Sora Squall. Sora Squall. Yeah, <laughs> totally is. Totally is. Um, also, Soren asks, "How do you feel about the side quests in JRPGs? Do you tend to do them or skip them?" I tend to do them. Um, I don't know if they're somewhat interesting. I feel like I'm doing all the side stuff in Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, it depends how much I like the game. Yeah. If I'm not having a good time, I'm not going to do them. I'm just going to try to get through the story and, pl- and beat it. But if I'm really enjoying the game, I want to take my time and get my money's worth, and you know, like actually experience it probably how you know you're supposed to i don't know because a lot of the times the side quests are they reveal a lot of parts of the story or they'll have like a backstory uh, mostly of a character. character development too exactly that's character what I'm development. chrono trigger some chrono of the best tr- yeah. character moments are in the side quests yeah which we'll and talk about next episode did you uh play that one there uh mr guy uh yeah some i, mean, I haven't beat did it you beat it oh i'll beat it by next by next yeah, we're gonna, uh, recording we're gonna finish it up with part four probably yeah i feel like with a uh, chrono it's like side it makes it worthwhile for sure mm-hmm. and really really sucking on that lollipop you know making it last getting those elements in i'll definitely play them if they have some substance to them but you know if it's just like a fetch quest yeah i'm out Final Fantasy 15 those side quests are yeah, probably bad. some of the worst They're really bad. i've seen in a game yeah which i think which is why people didn't have a good at least what i didn't why i didn't have a good reception of that game was just because it just it did not final fantasy is kind of known for their great side quests at least side content i would say not necessarily well side quests i always kind of perceive as like you go talk to someone they give you this like thing to go do or reveals more story i feel like i guess yeah maybe i'm i'm just having nostalgia for seven and just how great some of those, like, oh, yeah, because all were... the the Vincent and yeah, Yuffie stuff that was all side quests. That was quests. all side yeah. quests. No, yeah. that's true. So, but I'm but I'm also kind of trying to remember of like ten where they're probably with the you do like the people hate the chocobo and the lightning. Yeah, the you know, mini games. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. That and that is that really a side quest or is that just kind of like annoying? Right. More kind of side because I do like the side quests when you it leads you to like an ultimate weapon or a final attack or something like that. I mean, it's. It's cool when it, re- when it rewards you and it's and it's worth playing and it, a lot of the times you don't if they're optional you don't have to do it and it's just giving the player more to do. Yeah. I hate I don't want you to become a 16 hater before it comes out but they kind of prepare people saying don't expect a lot of goofy side stuff because it doesn't make sense for their story like they don't want you chasing chocobos while um the world that is at stake so. or building I'm okay with that. for flower girls watch it but i mean that's that doesn't mean there's gonna be no side quests no for sure so, we'll see what they do yeah so just balancing and kind of nailing that tone mm-hmm. um no yeah i think we're all all into it if it's if it's worthwhile that's the problem though a lot of times you don't know until unless you, you're looking it up or you get burned too many times if you get burned i'm like all right final fantasy 14 i see you mm-hmm. i'm fucking done with these side quests yo mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's a main story quest from here on out. Um, I think that was my problem. I think with that game, I think I started it like three times. Third time was the charm, but the first time, first two times, I I tried to play it like a regular Final Fantasy game where I was just doing everything, and you can't play it that way. It's, and it's not meant to be played that way. No, um, maybe that's why I hated it so much. The yeah. side quests are there to supplement your levels when you can't 
get it through the main story. Yep. Or do something while you're waiting around for somebody else or something. Yeah, you're yep. not supposed to do everything. There's just way too much of them, and they're not rewarding. And the dog, a lot of it's kind of copy-paste. But there are some like good quest lines, but oh, yeah. like the, I guess the filler side quest they're just like for sure it's the mmo filler side quest go collect yeah. five carrots kill three animals yep. you kind of know like if you yeah if it's the kill x amount collect x amount you are going to know probably that the dialogue and, and rewards aren't gonna, well and they tell you what your rewards are going to be so you're prepped for that at least but you're you kind of know what is the filler versus maybe kind of um yeah uh, potentially good side quest so yep um so yeah that's gonna wrap it up um for the rpg talk um as uh always wrapping this podcast up though Whoa, kinda... other games we're playing what that's is... what i'm saying that's, that's what i'm what saying we're going to oh, i was like we'll start with you what, are, what <sighs> eager beaver what are you what are you oh, playing? gosh i actually visited a game i really hate and that was arrow the acrobat yes dude um, such that... a great game yeah. no man i was such a pain in the ass as a kid which one the first game? one yes that game was so fucking okay, now hard. That you, now that you, if you, did you beat it? No, okay. I didn't. It was you, so hard for me. You need I, to go back. You need to play two, and then you have to play the side quest game, uh, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. <laughs> where, where were these on? NES? Yeah, SNES. Yeah. SNES. But renting that out back in the day was a terrible decision. It deceived you, too. Because, it was so fun. It's because like it, had sun, it had Sunsoft in the corner. And you're exactly. Like, and you're like, oh, Sunsoft. Oh. They make good games, right? Yeah. Was yep. Sunsoft known as good games? They or? made good games on they NES, but SNES third started to dip yeah. in quality a little bit. Yeah. But really, I don't think it was made by Sunsoft. I think it was actually developed by Iguana Entertainment. Oh, Remember? no. Iguana NBA, with, with the basketball, yeah, the beginning of the game. Yeah, you know NBA what I'm talking jams. about. Right, so I think before jam i think they worked i think they worked on arrow you'll be sweet making like a sticker of that or a t-shirt with the iguana oh, that, would be, oh yeah. that would be amazing because i just played you probably could jams. make it too because it's it's defunct i'm just saying just it'd be pretty it. sweet you know it's an epic game on the snes uniracers yes the unicycle racing game that was another good so one. dope i didn't have time for that game so dope just a really Looked pretty hard really cool indie kind of racing game yeah you guys could make up snes titles all day and i wouldn't know what you're talking there about. there honestly is so many snes titles that i even some even today i'll hear it and i'll be like what there was a game based on that or even like a movie like there's oh, okay. a I've seen that there's like a cliffhanger game like Stallone, Super Nintendo. Like there's a lot of like movie, movie license games. Yeah, and it's kind of fun. To Jurassic play Park on. series is really weird. What True Lies is in. yeah, and True Lies is actually a pretty decent game. Yeah, on Super Nintendo. That's what I hear. Great I movie. like it. You got Tom Arnold during like the status updates with Arnie. Nice, and, nice. Yeah. Um. So you're just playing that because you got your classic no, loaded up. Yeah, that I was just kind of beating you, uh, Yakuza. Like a dragon. Yes, sir. How far are you? Uh. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm many hours, many it, days. It is, but it's, it's I'm enjoying it. So I guess it's kind of nice when you're enjoying a game and you're like, you don't want it to stop. Do you like that? What do you like about it? you like the characters? You like the battle? Um, I like the I like the battle system is fun. And there's a lot of, to do with the character. You can develop your character, go to school classes, take quizzes, find bugs, go kart race. Yeah, big fan of that. Very so, a lot of varied gameplay. Yeah, you know, qual- uh, slice the quality of life. I think you guys call that. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm kind of chewing on right now. Anyways, uh, this guy. Oh, boy. Oh, you look overwhelmed. So, playing Woe Long right now. I'm playing a game called Project Zomboid. What's that? It's a zombie survival game. Kind of indie. On PC only? PC only. Uh Player supported. Mod supported. We started our own server and been running stuff on there. Uh, what else? Metal Gear Solid Rising, Started Vengeance. That. I'm like halfway through that. What system? PC. Oh, PC. Yep. Oh. Did uh, you play it back in the day or no? 
I had it. I have it on the Xbox, but I never like finished. I actually it. got into it. Yeah. And then oh, I don't know. There's some. There's other stuff I'm missing. Oh, uh, started playing Dead Cells again. The Castlevania update. Yep. Forgot the Castlevania updates that. and Dead Cells. Yep. It's pretty sweet. Got it. It's got a Richter mode, which has a story mode, and you can play with Richter and all the cards. Cool. That's completely forgot about that. that. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I beat Dead Cells on my first run. Did you really? I didn't die. <laughs> I got like some broken combo, and I just Sick. destroyed the whole thing. Nice. It, to be fair, though, it was later, which I think people said they made it easier over time. So it's not like I started day one and beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I beat it. I don't it's know, still pretty good though. A couple years ago, first try, and I was like, "Wait, was it?" It was kind of disappointing though because it was your typical rogue kind of game. You're gonna like work your way through, die, gain the abilities. But I'm like, all right, I just it was fun because I just rocked everything. But I'm like, I I feel like I cheated the game. Oh yeah. So. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. That's it. Yep. I mean, I was playing Wild Hearts, but I stopped playing because I wanted to wait for some friends to. It's not as fun when you play by yourself. You didn't get any fancy new. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got a PSVR two. Sweet. I actually wow. didn't mean to get it. <laughs> sure. Did Jim... your nephew order that on your Amazon wish list? No, again? Jim told me to pre-order it, and then I can cancel it later if I want. And I forgot about it, and then when I remembered, Famous last words. When I remembered it. No, it came was, around. And I was like, "Hey, are, did your pre, did your VR ship yet?" And Miles is like, "I don't think I ordered it." And I was like, "I sent you the text, and you said you ordered it." And you're like, "Oh shit, I guess I'm getting a PSVR." <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing Resident Evil Eight. He's actually VR. wearing it right now. He hasn't <laughs> taken it off yet. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, what, I played Resident like. I beat Resident Evil Seven in VR, and it was incredible. How is this compared to Seven, dude? This headset is out of control. It has eye tracking. When you shoot guns, the recoil there's a vibration in your helmet that you're wearing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's wow. The eye tracking is cool. So I got one too. Um, uh, the last of us collectors edition I ordered last year, it came damaged. So they gave me a 20% off code, which works on all hardware. <laughs> so I ended up You're going to drop that in the server, right? Uh, it's already used. So, and it's, it's the PS, I would have hooked you up, but it's only, you can only order one PSVR or whatever per yeah. account. So, what um, so I got that and I got the. The Dual Sense Edge, the two hundred dollar oh, Dual Sense controller. Is it nice? Wow. <laughs> Does it, it feel more like a Dual Sense? It it feels like the same. The extra toggles in the back are nice. There's a couple buttons in the front which you can kind of change your presets really fast. You can change like the sensitivity of the sticks, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, but is it no. heavy? It's a it's a little heftier. It does. It feels premium. Hey, how's the how's the How do you feel like you spent two hundred dollars on controller? I yeah. spent two hundred twenty dollars off. Oh, or twenty yeah, percent. Gotcha. Off. Forty dollars off. I don't know. I only spent over one hundred fifty dollars on a controller. How's it feel? Yeah, so far so good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will straight up say, like the in comparison to like the index, the PSVR two is a steal of a deal. I mean, for five. The first one kind of was too. It's expensive. I mean, it costs more than the PS five. It's five fifty for the VR controllers, but you don't have to have a camera. So that's the beauty of the PSVR two is the setup. It's one wire and opposed to the PSVR one, which was a camera and you had um I think like a breakout box that hooked up to your TV. It was mm-hmm. just a mess every it was time. Annoying. It was this annoying. Every time you want to play something, it was just annoying. Yeah, you, you had one or two, mm-hmm. Rob. I still um, have it. You still have it. So that's the beauty of this, it's just one cable plugs into the USB C port. And uh, I haven't started RE8, though. I did uh, Res Infinite, um, where you can play with the, the eye tracking. And the eye tracking is insane because you just look at things, and it just automatically locks on. I don't know if you guys have ever played Res, 
but you're basically moving the joystick around to mm-hmm. kind of toggle your cursor to lock onto these enemies. Like uh, it's a very kind of cool, trippy game, good music. But this one, you just look at everything. So you're just looking, and it just locks on, and it just feels like something from the future. Like I've never experienced eye tracking in any way like that. So that's really cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, but the main kind of cool thing about the eye tracking is it it allows the developers to use something called foveated uh, uh, rendering, which means that they can render what you're focusing on. So then you can get kind of higher quality, um, basically visuals because they know what you're looking at based on what your eyes are looking at. So like if you, for instance, like Grand Turismo 7, which is insane, if to me in the headset, everything I'm looking at looks sharp but if you're watching like the the secondary screen on the tv anything to the side looks yep. all pixelated because it's not rendering it at the same kind of quality that what the player's looking yep. at it's, it saves on like memory usage and uh processing assets totally it's super nice gran turismo 7 is insane um so i've had psvr1 quest or the no, oculus rift Quest 2, so I've had Index, I've had a lot of different VR systems, but like GT7 is like one of the sickest VR experiences ever. Like just the implementation where it's the full game, um, they went all out, you can play all the content in VR. Um, how immersive it is, um, and I have the wheel set up too, so I have a wheel that you can drive it with. You guys have to come over and test it out, but is it better with like kind of feeling dizzy and like how you can like move around, or is it kind of the same? I think any sort of I don't think this game, I don't think VR is ever going to change in that regard. Has solved that yet. And I don't think PSVR has done anything necessarily to do it. Per game basis, there's definitely a ton of different comfort options. Um, you definitely have to kind of develop legs over time. It, Jake, sorry, playing the RE7 demo wasn't a good idea because, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a heavier VR game. God, project. I was sweating and oh, it was bad. You really need to train your brain. You to have to train be, your yeah. brain to kind of realize. Like, I mean, GT7 is a good one. Any kind of cockpit cockpit gaze, uh, based games are good because you're, you're not you're moving, your head, you're you're not moving as much around but like I, mean, like I was playing GT7 and like all my times I played for like an hour last night but every race I was doing I was beating all my times from the flat screen because you have the advantage of, of looking ahead on the track and seeing what the next turn is nice. going to be so it's just like it feels that much more immersive um, and just more natural than driving do you have um, fun playing that or driving your Camry around uh that's the thing too that you can appreciate with is because the cars look different so like all the the modeling that they did and the like, inside yeah you can appreciate i think in the 2d version but this when you're sitting there in the mm-hmm. in the the different kind of seats of the cars and how everything looks so different and then also you just feel like how different everything drives like just being in that seat is super cool i'd imagine it feels more real because you're you're sitting and you have the wheel. I mean, I can't imagine it feeling more real than that, like that yeah. you're actually, you know, driving. Oh, so there are more things you can do. There's, I, I should, probably shouldn't be. I'm looking into like motion seats and I'm oh. looking into like. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about, let's just talk about. Sounds quick, like the a game gamer crisis play. if I ever did hear one. <laughs> a gamer midlife. Let's talk about yeah, the game gamer, gamer midlife crisis. What do I want to play? Yeah, Firewall Ultra. Oh, Firewall is going to be dope. Ultra. I'm really looking forward to that. We played some Firewall on the first PSVR. Um, Any Astrobot sequel, I'm there day zero for sure. And then um, uh, RE8, I'm really looking forward to playing. Um, So, yeah, it's cool. Really cool tech. I'm excited for it. Um, And hopefully they'll, I don't know, just have some content for it. That's kind of the... I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone go out and buy a PSVR 2 because... 
Because why? There's a good amount of games that are out, and the launch lineup has been pretty solid. I mean, there's over, like, I don't know, 50 games you can play. But as far as a roadmap of, okay, these games are coming out, there's not a ton announced. Um, I think the RE8 and Grand Turismo 7 are definitely kind of... Um, they're good ways of doing it if, if people can enjoy it on both sides. You can enjoy the 2D version, or you can enjoy playing in VR. So I hope at least some developers will continue to do that. RE4, they just announced they're doing a VR version of that, so that's another reason. So is it that like, if you I'm buy the in. game, you can play it in VR for yeah, free so it's not an like. add-on. I Cer- like that. Certain games there are like added on cost because they're like, well, we developed had put more time. Like Res was a paid upgrade, but um, I think like it's about half and half. Everybody's Golf VR that wasn't a good no upgrade. It wasn't that a was good a, upgrade. That was a downgrade. Yeah, I didn't like it. It wasn't. It wasn't a great kind of upgrade to that. But certain, yeah, they, they have to put in the work, and certain games are going to lend themselves better than others. But I mean, you can see with RE8 is already a huge step up over RE7 from what I've seen. And oh yeah, I'm excited to play it. So it sucks though because I already bought RE4 on the meta. Or the Quest 2, so now I'm just like, oh, I gotta get the remake now. Sure. Well, the remake, this remake's gonna look even better. It's gonna look even better, and it's gonna be, I think, different enough. What does it stop, though? Yep. What, what does it stop? The, the chaos and madness. If you're an enthusiast for VR, it's absolutely worth your time, but if you're just kind of curious about it, there's not enough titles out there to really justify yeah, buying just it. wait, and, and hopefully, I mean, I, I think PSVR 1 was a success overall. I mean, I think... What they, if I told you that this was your reality, and you're just escaping? What if I told you that, huh? That's huh? ethical, and that's... that you don't drive a Porsche and you drive a Camry? What if I told you that? Don't tell me that. Don't that's tell an ethical me that. debate we, we don't have time for here. You worry me. <laughs> Rob, what do you plan? Uh, I've been playing some the old-fashioned Warzone with you. That was been fun. Warzone, um, a couple W's. Would you guys yep, play Warzone VR? No. No. <laughs> no. Have, you, have you upset anybody in Red Dead recently? <laughs> no, I haven't played Red Dead ever since they like abandoned the online Oh, okay. heard so, that. Yeah, it's a bummer, times. man. I had such great times playing troll. that game. I was the biggest, You're the biggest troll. troll. I was. I've never. I've seen you throw any, knives never, and. Yeah, man. I'd find spawn spots and just knife people constantly and ruin their missions. Oh man, that was pretty awesome. Right well, I mean, you get rewarded for doing it. Being so, naughty. I mean, yeah. What do you? Plant, put the dynamite on the bow and arrow and let's go. <laughs> let's, um, let's go. But yeah, anyway, the other game game I've actually been playing and I finished thanks to uh, Rude here. He borrowed me his copy of Last of Us for PS5. Long time coming. I've been long time coming. Been bugging me. That's a big deal. Bugging me to play it. So big what, what do you think? Be honest. Okay, right? my first my reaction is why were you so adamant that I played this? Because I, while I think that it was a great story, yeah, um, and it. Really did, especially on PS PS Five. It did look amazing. Yeah, the facial recognition probably on like par with like Red Dead. So I think I can kind of understand why you thought maybe why it was like so important. Because now I guess I'm not so blown away by that because you know I've been playing games that have good facial technology, but I still feel like this is kind of top tier because it does look really good. I think it's the best facial technology. In I any would game. say so. I would agree with you with that one. I think Red Dead's maybe probably the only one that's coming kind of closer. But even then, play Red Dead again. I probably should. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Anyway, careful. The, the game. Careful. The gameplay. Be honest, but be careful. The gameplay, man. I. I mean, boring, man. Some boring. Of, some of the some of the parts were just boring. Go get the pallet and jump on the pallet. And okay. Then sure. Go get the. Oh, the can. Uh, the ladders here conveniently. Sure. Better get or hop up. That stuff's just like those I don't are, know. Those were the main criticisms of the game when it first came out. Like that was what people kind of harped on, which I completely get. Didn't bother me. 
I, I'm. It's six. It's way too linear. Yeah, way there, too linear. There's too. There was too many of them, and, and I was hoping that they may have shortened it. But this is a pretty faithful remake of the original game. So yeah, no, I, I get that. So, um, what do you think of the combat? Uh, the combat was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything special. Sorry. I mean, upgrading was cool. All you went to the yeah. table and like rolled out everything. Would you play hard or normal? I played normal. I didn't play easy. That was your mistake. Shut up. <laughs> no. no, okay. Honestly, and I forgot to tell you, I do think playing on on hard makes that game a different game. I I, I hate to be that person of saying, oh no, you should have played on this, but I think there's certain difficulties for certain games, like Dragon Quest. Like if you do, if you play Dragon Quest Eleven, not on Draconian, you're not playing Dragon Quest. You're that's playing true. Baby's Mode. Okay. Yep. yep that's okay. True. I- it, it it makes it okay. Hold on. It makes it into a mindless game where you just press A to win. Where if you're playing that's Draconian, not, mode, I, you I, have to I think had about plenty it. of game overs, and I definitely definitely wasn't a challenge for me on normal. Yeah, man. On Last of Us. Well. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I guess like I wasn't like exploring everything and upgrading every item that I had. I don't know. I, you run out of ammo and you have to like be careful about sure. what you're doing and you have to be stealthy. Th- that's the part that I liked the most about the game was just uh, trying to avoid everyone and just being stealthy because yeah. I like stealth games. Um, but when I had to actually fight people, I, I don't know, man. I just wasn't really thinking it was all that great. I can see it in, in combat. It's not wasn't. I mean, I think the combat's good. I think. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on part two because I think they take the combat and they make it better. Yes, to like a, another stratosphere. Like you can, there's prone. Like the the controlling the weapons feels better. Better. Like Ellie, it feels more like you're playing Metal Gear Solid Five with the the. The AI kind of, is also a lot smarter in that game. Okay, yeah, AI is better. Although they improved the AI for part <laughs> it, one. Yeah, on I, PS5. I think the AI didn't seem too bad. Um, so you like to figure out you like the story though. Yeah, I really, the story. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It ends a little abruptly, but obviously because it's a part one, so whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I started watching the show. I watched the first episode. Very good. Nice. Um, faithful kind of seems like to the show, really. Um, a little bit. You, you just watched the first episode? Just the first episode. Okay, yeah. So they, I, yeah, yeah, they did some things differently, but just the way that it started, I was like, okay, you got me hooked. Good they, acting, they, good, yeah. good like uh, sound effects and whatnot. And they do a lot, a lot differently um, in the show. You'll, you'll okay. see if you keep watching. But cool. shows definitely get so far. Um, who, are your, who are your favorite characters from the game? Um, I mean, just Joel's pretty badass. Ellie too, obviously. Um, I don't know. I guess the bad guy was was kind of cool. I wish we would have got to see more of him and his like people. So I guess like I don't know. I guess I've seen like other zombie kind of like shows and stuff like that. And I guess it would have been nice to like. I know obviously this is like a linear game, but like to have it be a little bit more open would have probably been to its benefit so that you can, so that you can kind of see. And yeah, I know we were just talking about side quests and how they, but I think this game would be great with side quests, um, especially if they were like interesting with like storylines and whatnot. Um, so I think part two gives you a little, a little bit that. More of that. There's more kind of open areas where definitely like optional areas you can explore. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of that wide linear approach where there's it kind of will tell you where you should be going but then you can be like okay actually i'm gonna go over here and just um, see what's over there kind of like the university yeah. where you're on horseback where there's more of that in part two where there's more uh where that you can explore than that where that still feels kind of linear this is like no there's like you can go to this building or yeah definitely some open areas yeah because i feel like and because i played i've played open world um what was it dying light like this um that one was I don't know. That one that was an open world and while that was fun to run around and jump and everything, it Story really Starline was just terrible. Terrible. And the honestly the combat was kind of crap too. So 
something like that if this was improved and made like open world i'd be like all over it because like seems like and i understand that's a hard balance because to make the story as good as it is i feel like you almost kind of have to focus you definitely have to on a linear kind of game but um not always i mean red not dead. always right so i think it's that just a different type if of they game did kind of if they did kind of like what red dead did but in like a zombie you know kind of style i feel like it would i mean undead <laughs> nightmare was really awesome so well do we have a game for you then yeah mm-hmm. it's called days gone great freaking game I should play it. Beat it. It is literally good time. Like, yeah, Days Gone is pretty bad. It is like a Red Dead Last of Us. It's it was cool. addicting actually. I, yeah, I had a blast. I wouldn't sell it because it's kind of it's, it's. I wouldn't say the narrative is as tight, but like the if you want that good old fashioned like just hordes of zombies on you, and you want to open world, open to world, mess around with side quests, good side quests yeah. and story. You might like Days Gone. Although if you come back saying you like Days Gone more than Last of Us, I might be a little upset. But I don't know. I think I, he would. I think he will I like it I more. Actually, I think I have it. Is there? Is it a PS5 upgrade? It is too? free. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it runs beautifully on the PS5. It's a great freaking game. It's great. Uh, yeah, my yeah. People, yeah. People, it really, it it's really underrated. PS Last of Us Part Two. If you want to borrow that, I have that. You should play it, and it has a PS5 upgrade. Um, I think I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that, but I might take a break. I, I'd say you should take a break just because Last of Us Part Two is like twice the length of you. So and there's no PS5 upgrade for that yet, not right? yet. And that might be another reason worth waiting because right, yeah. And I don't think I'll just out. watch the show. So whatever, yeah. finish the show. But you'll play the game too, though. Two part two. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. All right. One thing I didn't do though was like the bonus content afterwards. Not interested. Sorry. Really? I just. I it's just, really good. I just watched a video of like what actually happens. Okay. I was just tired of the gameplay. To be honest with no, you. to be fair, you're probably that's tired that's of right. the the aiming, right? Yeah, that the, got kind of old. The in my aiming, the, and I know you could upgrade your gun so that it was a little bit better. And once you could get the scope on the rifle, that's when things you can finally start to like aim and hit people like you want. I really hated how like jerky everything. But I mean, yeah, I get it. It's trying to be realistic and whatever. Yeah. It's Wait, just kind of like you know seems like the game was trying maybe a little too hard to make things realistic and at the same time also kind of like i don't know making things a little too convenient like with like the pallets and, and ladders and do whatnot. pallets float pallets, get, i've seen pallets i don't float, think dude. they float I've seen i don't know float, dude. I, don't, I don't think they float dude. Ladders, or a teenager i should say i've seen pallets float and i've seen when? ladders not we'll in convenient places so. <laughs> you know, a pull up did your, pallets float? did your wife play the game too uh yes yeah, she did she loved it she loved it yes uh, or maybe maybe, maybe we oh, should yeah, get her hold, on the podcast. Hold on, <laughs> taking a step step back. She actually agreed with me with like my gameplay okay. criticism. Do you think well. she liked it more? But than she you? liked the story. Um, I wouldn't say she liked it. Maybe she liked it a little bit more than okay. me. Um, but I would definitely say that. What would you give it out of ten? Uh, careful, I'd give it a, careful. I give it a solid eight. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. If you're gonna get any lower than eight, <laughs> I would flip this table. Oh, no. no, that's I, that's your response. I. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but I, I also part of it. I mean, has to be maybe some of it is the gameplay. Yeah, sure, it's a little dated. It's, I also it's a feel game like from 2013 you, is ten say, years you, old. You played that game when it came out, so yeah. it probably had much more of an impact than me playing ten years later or whatever. So, um, so I, I totally understand how, and I think you you're also kind of into like these kind of linear games, like Uncharted, more cinematic like this too, right? Naughty Dog, yeah, yeah. I'm a Naughty Dog fan. Yeah, yeah, and I oh yeah, and then when stuff was happening during this game, like when you shake the remote, 
to do the flashlight. flashlight and like all the little Easter eggs. I was like, oh, Jim, oh, just it. just eating this stuff. Uh, up. Dual oh, sense, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like see, like the, the Jack and Dexter Easter egg. I'm like, oh man. Like, oh yeah, because in this one they added all like the different shirts that you can get for her. Yep. All the, like the third party Sony games, or mm-hmm. not, or sorry, first party Sony games. But yeah, part two I think is combat wise is a huge step up. So I think it's definitely worth playing for just that. And the story is, uh, I like a lot controversial controversial in some ways but i think you should play it sometime yeah i'll definitely play part two um 100 especially since i'm in it with the show i mean yeah i definitely seems like the 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 best part about the game is the story so i'll definitely keep playing and that's it, worth it and that's what's that's kind of why you play some of this stuff i just wish that when the game is driven by the story that you cut the bull crap because there was a lot of like aimless running around and like, yeah, like when I would, I feel like I would get punished for exploring because there wouldn't be anything there sure. a lot of times. And it'd be like, okay, I just wasted my time. And then I feel like sometimes Joel is like jogging when I want him to run. And why, why does that, that not me. affect you in the same way as it does? Like, in uh, why does it affect you that way? But it doesn't in like a Red Dead. Well, because Red Dead, I feel like it like rewards you. But not always. Things. A lot, a lot more. Like, I don't know. I understand that you can't make every area full of things to like find but But because there's so much in red dead that you're not as bummed out when you sure and i i feel like in this game there wasn't really any of that like there was like maybe some like areas you could open up and like get some extra items but like shift doors and shift yeah shift doors and maybe some like if you go down this hallway and for sure it's a linear experience it's a very linear experience so i i think that at a certain point i was just like okay i'm just done exploring i'm gonna go for wherever my my brain takes me to go first which i think this game does a good job of directing you naturally where to go yeah there's no mini map which i which i think they had to play the test the hell out of this game probably sure yeah and so i think that like it it really does it i don't think i've seen a game do a better job at like natural direction with having no map whatsoever because there was a few times where i would like get confused because i'm like oh where the hell am i supposed to go but then i think i just like was like okay i just need to stop thinking check every nook and cranny for everything and just be like just go with whatever feels natural and then once i started doing that it felt like more natural progression i was having a rough time in the beginning like oh yeah it was just kind of like especially the combat i was like god damn this is like clunky that, that first um we go to the skyscrapers and you first some of the clickers you meet there i think i replayed that encounter like a dozen times sure. when i first played it because i just didn't i wasn't in the mode of kind of playing it didn't figure it out yet mm-hmm. but no i get that and then oh. yeah once you find out you can get past like certain enemies by being quiet or using the bottles and the bricks yeah. as like melee yeah i sure. like that because that's like you know it brings me back to like mel your solid and like why you like those kind of games so. yeah what was your what was like the highlight of the game section wise what what season did you like the most uh uh probably winter because yeah. it was like probably like the peak of when shit was getting real, and it sure. was like, are they gonna be able to finish this journey and whatever? And yeah, like once once he wakes up and like they reunite again, that was a pretty cool moment. Oh, huh? and then yeah, I wish we could have maybe seen a little bit more of like that guy's community and that bad guy and whatnot. They did yeah, a good they... job, though. Yeah. What did you uh, um, think about the ending? As far as the ending spoilers was spoilers here for us. So who, oh who's, yeah. How do how... Cause that's like the big debate of this game of who's wrong. Who's yeah. Was Joel right? And what they're he both did. Wrong. Yeah. They're both wrong. Cause they know they didn't ask Ellie what she wanted to do. Yeah. And so they never gave her that choice. So, which I think they, and I feel like Joel's selfish. Or they're both selfish because she wanted to do it because she thought it was going to save the world. And Joel probably even more selfishly did it because he just wanted to have another daughter basically. So sure. 
and he, you know, he loves her or whatever, like he did his daughter that he lost. So yeah, I, I get it. Um, but I also kind of feel like, uh, uh, Joel, what Joel should have done was once he freed her, be like, this is what they're doing. You're going to be able to make this choice. Not me, not anyone else. This is you. And like, I think what she says to him at the end, she's like, you didn't even, you know, she would, you know, go the other way or whatever, because she, that's, that's what she tells him before they even enter. Remember, she's all quiet. She's almost like she kind of knows. She knows. And she's like, we're going to finish this through no matter what. And he's like, well, we can still go back if we need to. And she's like, no, yeah. like we're finishing this. Like and the so, ending scene too, where she's, she knows having that. She asks him too. It's I like the that. last. Yeah. So they definitely do a very good job with character development and like Acting, making it yeah. feel like a real story and it doesn't feel like a video game, which is yeah. Why it's like perfect for a TV show. This is like totally surprised it took them this long to do it, but yeah. they nailed it at least on the show. The first episode I watched, I was like, this is different enough to like keep me watching. And it's not like a carbon copy, but it also like keeps like what's really important and like, you know what the characters are like. So, so I, I gotta give you props. Cause you actually did after all these years, if there's a game that you want me to play, what would it be? Oh man, I'd have to think. Like Sweet It in Two or something. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do that one. Yeah. But I see that's another one that might feel a little dated now. I'll have to think about it because, you know, whatever. What the heck, man? What? Oh yeah, <laughs> I beat The Last of Us and, and Last of Us Part Two, and you have not played. You've not beat Shenmue or Legend of Dragon. That wasn't part of the deal. Though. You make you wheeling and dealing on top of that. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Shit. I'm I'm giving him props for beating something that I told him to play for a while. I was asking if you want me to play anything. Yeah, he didn't say he was actually gonna do it or finish oh, it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He's, back he's to making more empty. Back promises. to Mario. You got trolled, yeah. bro. Back to Mario. I don't know, I'll, I'll think of something. Sweet in two is a good one, probably though. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about it. Some, some, some games out there. Right on. Um, well, that's gonna wrap this up, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. We're gonna kind of have our thoughts on on uh, Ari of Sorrow, and um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Later.